Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? <laughs> Here we are, Thursday night. We're live, Total Gym Radio. That's right. It's Totally Gym Thursday, and it's time to get driven, people. My name is Bay Ragney, and we got a freaking show for you tonight. We're going to be talking entertainment. We're going to be talking um, food. We're going to be talking comics. We're going to be talking food, and we're going to be talking <laughs> eBay, and we're going to be talking food, and we're going to be talking movie, and we're going to be talking food. There's a lot of food going to be talked tonight. I just, ha- I just have a feeling there's going to be food talk tonight. And everything else that comes to mind. Absolutely. Janetti has made us hungry. So, And it wouldn't be a show <laughs> unless uh, two guys were along for the ride with me. Uh, like I just said, Mr. Jimmy Janetti, who's actually eating his dinner as we speak. He's having some burgers and scrambled eggs. And out there on the West Coast, who's going to be eating seaweed, which I, 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 don't, I don't want to even know or grasp, uh, Nick Wilkinson. What's going on there, guys? No, nah, dude, it's nah, foul. Dude, it's it's foul. so foul. So foul. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the worst thing I ever tasted in my life. <laughs> <laughs> It tasted like dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what made you try on. that? You know what? Uh, <laughs> he tries it just I, as we go live. I love it. I want to be healthy. <laughs> That's what it was. I was trying to eat healthy, you know, at the Asian market, and it said, like, Korean seasoned savory seaweed. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll give it a shot. It's supposed to be really good for you. Yeah, and uh, you can tell it's really good for you because the better it is for you, the worse it tastes. That this is the worst, <laughs> dude. What? First off, where do you buy something like that? Second um, off, how much Asian, do you pay for something like that? The Asian supermarket, and it was like four dollars for like ten things of them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Hell yeah. 
Like, <laughs> what what possessed you to, to even like? It, it can't look appetizing. You can't like have walked past that and said, "Hmm, I want to try that." Oh no, definitely not. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I did. I was like, I'm fat, and I don't want to be fat, so maybe this tastes like cheeseburgers. No. Guess what? It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> there was no cheeseburgers oh. or scrambled eggs going on in that taste. That, dude, no. that doesn't look appetizing. No, it's like little sheets of paper that are made of seaweed, and when you put them in your mouth, they melt, and it tastes like rotten fish. <laughs> dude. Nick sent us over a picture in our little uh, chat of uh, of the of the seaweed and the packaging, and I'm going to say the Batman symbol looks more appetizing than that seaweed. <laughs> well, looks- I got to tell you, May. I got to tell you guys that the taste of this does not bode well for the five pounds of barracuda that I got. <laughs> Dude, it looks like. A sheet of something I have shit out at some point in my life. Dude, it it does. It looks like a tray, a plastic tray of shit. It does. It really does. I I totally believe, I'm with you, and that's what it tastes like, too. (laughs) You you know what you got to do? See, now, you have to, you got to video, like, let your daughter or your wife taste that, and you got to video it. No. Do you make your daughter's lunch for school? <laughs> you got a ham and seaweed. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. <laughs> That's the funniest. Can you, dude, hurt the kids in school would love you. <laughs> not the ones, not the ones she throws up on. <laughs> Dude, oh, it's it's actually like a small piece too. It's like not even the size of your hand. No, no, and it's uh, uh it's paper thin too. Like, <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't it make it any better. better. With mustard or whatever you're putting on there, she wouldn't even taste it. Dude, maybe some sriracha will help. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> like all of it. You see how thin it is. What'd you do? Smoke it? <laughs> no, that's oh. like a that's a side shot. That's just how thin it is. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like man. A... Hey, you probably do better rolling that bugger up and smoking it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> oh man. Well, it's going to be a fun show tonight. I can tell already. Uh, let me do a quick rundown of tonight's show. Coming up in just a couple minutes, uh, Miss Kristen Burt, our Hollywood correspondent, uh, should be calling in with this week's news, a recap of the uh, the Golden, Golden Globes, right? Or the Emmys? Should Golden be, Globes. Yeah, well, Golden Globes, Emmys, nominations. Yeah, whatever the one was last week, she was there. She was covering. Meryl Street Bitch Fest. Right, right, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking to uh, talking to Kristen about that and and much more. Uh, coming up at nine o'clock uh, from the band Spiritual Sickness, we're going to be talking to guitarist uh, Ed Mischke. 
And then rounding out the show tonight at 10 o'clock, we're going to be talking to actress, model, uh, fitness person, slash former radio show host, Jack of All Trades. She's got a movie coming out this Saturday night on the Lifetime channel. Uh, it's called Open Marriage, and her name is Nikki Lee. So uh, stay tuned for that at 10 o'clock. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, interesting stuff going on. Oh yeah. I, I just can't believe you actually like put that in your mouth, Nick. Bro, I'm telling you, I also bought a barracuda. Like I had him scale it, chop the head off, and then cut it into four portions for me, my wife, my daughter, and my mother in law. And I'm gonna make it. I, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with it yet, but some uh, Jamaican lady in the store told me it's delicious. So, yeah, <laughs> same person. Oh yeah, that that, that spinach sheet was was what it is. The, the seaweed sheet is what it is. If it was spinach, it would have tasted better. It was freaking seaweed. You know, stuff that you find at the bottom of the ocean floor that like every fish in the sea shits on. I'm sure they rinse it off. Uh, dude, that one looks like they did not rinse it off. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like they didn't rinse it off. <laughs> it's just uh, Yo, and it's crazy because I'm reading the ingredients, though, and, like, I mean, you guys have all read the ingredients before. You, you know, there's, like, all kinds of chemical names and stuff like that. But this is yeah. literally just sesame oil, salt, and seaweed. <laughs> See, that's the whole point. Like all these people want to bitch about your uh, what is it, the GMOs and, and and gluten and all that other stuff. It shows you the importance of those unpronounceable chem- chemicals. Yeah, that's where all the taste <laughs> is, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I got to give it to Nick though. Nick is always like trying something. Out of the norm. Like, you know, when he goes to restaurants, like when I go to a restaurant, I'm always, I'm like always like picking almost the same thing, like in a comfort zone. But Nick always outside the box. And like, I mean, like, for instance, he goes and buys seaweed and barracuda. (laughs) Barracuda. <laughs> like if Ew, it was, if it was me, I w- in, in Bay's world, they would have went and bought salad and shrimp. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like right, very right, basic right. and simple. Yeah, you know, well, real quick, uh, I I know that normally those things that are good for you, even though they taste very bad, there's another thing that always happens with them. They're always very expensive. How much was the seaweed? <laughs> oh, no. You, you, you know, that's the thing, though. I was shopping in the Asian supermarket, and the Asians, nothing was expensive in the Asian supermarket. Okay. I mean, I'm going to tell you that it was like $3 for 12 of those seaweeds, and that was too much because of how they yeah. taste. <laughs> so, in other words, it was $3 for the one because you're not going to eat the rest. No, uh, I'm going to eat the rest. I'm going to force myself to, to, to get the vitamins here. Oh, sorry. Oh. Right. On that note. <laughs> you know, 
like I, the reason I I'm always trying something new though, man, is like I go into the to the Asian market out here. It's called Lili. So I go into Lili, and there's hundreds of people in there that are buying like giant bags of rice and fruits and vegetables that I've never tasted before and different kinds of fish and meat and stuff. And I'm thinking, like, if they buy it and eat it, they're enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe am I missing out on flavors that I've never had before? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just curious that way when it comes to food. They're like, fuck that, chicken parm, leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. All right, well, uh, waiting patiently is uh, let's get her on here because we're dying to talk to her. The one and the only Miss Kristen Burt. Hello, Kristen. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, so we got to ask, do you like seafood? Do you eat seafood? I'm from New England. Or, of course, or, I love seafood. <laughs> it's in my blood. Or no. <laughs> Let me take it a step further. I meant to say seaweed. Seaweed. Uh, I like seaweed with sushi, like, you know, in a roll. I don't yeah. like, um, you know, people eat, like, the seaweed strips instead of, like, chips or something. I'm like, give me a bag of potato chips. Don't give me, like, the seaweed for nutrition and better better options. <laughs> yeah, that's what Nick oh. just tried is one of them strips. Yeah, it's a li- it's, it's funny because I I am someone that prefers salt over sweet and but I actually find them too salty. Um but with sushi when it's like wrapped in a roll, I'm fine with it. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I can't do it. And, and you know what? Seafood yeah, seafood. Uh sushi looks so appetizing for me, but I just I I've tried it and I, it's it's just not me. Yeah, you know, it's uh, for a lot of people too it's a texture thing. Um, because you know it's it's raw fish and it's not you're, there's not a lot of crunch there so I think for a lot of people it can be that um, but I love it um, but I will say that my favorite food is lobster which is cooked so there you go there you go <laughs> yeah I love sushi too man spicy tuna is I couldn't live without it dude I love uni sea urchin. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty brave eater in most cases, so um, sushi doesn't gross me out. But I here, but wait, I'm, I'll tell you this: what I don't like at all, and I try it every year because I feel like I should. I don't eat eggs, and not oh, really? because it's not any dietary thing. I don't like the taste of scrambled eggs or an omelet or eggs over easy. However, I will eat a raw egg. Like if you have like um, steak tartare and they put a raw egg on it, I'll eat that. Yeah. So I make no sense. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I feel like I'm missing out on the big, like, brunch thing, you know, because everyone's ordering their omelets and their, or their egg whites. And I'm like, I'll have some toast and bacon and potato. I'm like the carb girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love eggs. And Eddie's eating eggs right now. Really? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I really can't, I, I really can't, like, I'll eat them at times, like, on a sandwich or something, but I'm not, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of eggs either. I don't feel so lonely. <laughs> 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 My grandmother, she would make egg omelets six days a week. Like, she lived with me from the time I was four years old until uh, 18, 
every day for six days a week for all them years and probably all the years before she lived with me, she ate an egg omelet, a different egg omelet every day, six days a week. Good for her. She knew what she wanted. I get, yeah. yeah. It was a stale roll, a stale wheat roll. I mean, this thing was like a hammer. Yeah. You can hang it on the table. My palate gets bored very quickly. I'm not someone that can eat the same meal every single day. I'm someone that needs to, um, you know, change it from time to time. Where my husband, he will sit there and he could eat. If I fed him the same meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a week, he probably wouldn't complain. He's like, great food. Someone else cooks. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what Bay was saying earlier. He was saying that, you know, when, when I go out to a restaurant, I always try to order something new. But when he goes out, it's always sort of a variation of things that he already knows he likes. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just different, I guess, for different people. But I would feel like I'm wasting my money on something that I already know what it tastes like. If I have a favorite meal, though, I will definitely order it at a certain restaurant. I don't eat out a ton. We try and eat in as much as possible just because it's healthier. But um, I have my go-to restaurants where I'm like, I know exactly what I'm ordering. I don't even have to look at the menu. Oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. So you, uh, you had a busy uh, this past uh, Sunday. Yes, I was at the Golden Globes. Um, which, you know, it's funny, in talking with people about the Globes, it was interesting to realize like, a lot of people don't know that not only is the show at the Beverly Hilton, all the parties are at the Beverly Hilton. And um, it's not like the Oscars where, like, there's the Governor's Ball, and then everyone goes off site for the Vanity Fair party, and Elton John's party, and Madonna's party, and, you know, everyone's running around L.A. This is the one award show where people stay on site at one place, and everyone's like running through the lobby because they run from the HBO party and then they go to the Netflix party and then they run across the other part of the lobby to go to NBC. So it's really kind of an interesting night of just people dashing back and forth, going up and down elevators. You never know who you're going to run into. Yeah. So who, who did you run into? Anybody good? Well, I mean, I saw pretty much everyone that attended the show. Um, I was over at NBC, so everyone filters through the party at some point. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's another part of the award show. I think this one is very, very loose and very relaxed. I mean, Moet et Chandon is the official champagne sponsor, and it is served throughout the show. So people are pretty much feeling no pain when the show ends at 8 o'clock. <laughs> so um, I, I do like that aspect of it because, the, uh, you know, this is kind of the big start to the award show season, and then you end it with something very, very formal with the Oscars, where people act completely different. So I think that it's kind of fun to have those as bookends. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the biggest story really coming out of it was the whole Meryl Streep thing. Was there a lot of mm-hmm. talk of that, like, afterwards? There was, and, uh, you know, because it's L.A., I would say a majority of the celebrities in attendance were in agreement. I think, to me, the takeaway of it is because, of course, you know, you're going to have a majority of Hollywood that that voted for Hillary versus Trump. But I do think she does make a good point in that Trump has not – I, I, here's, here's my thought. I, I'm trying to phrase it right, but I'm a big believer that leadership starts from the top and how you act and everything else. And I left a job last year because the boss was like the worst. He would like come in and yell at everyone in front of everyone. And it, it creates kind of a demoralizing atmosphere. 
And I feel like, and even just watching his press conference yesterday, just like yelling at the reporter, I'm like, I get it. You can be mad at the reporter. You can be mad at the media outlet. But handling it and the two of you yelling back and forth doesn't start your presidency off on the right foot. And I think he needs to find that right. Um, he can't change who he is, but he still has to find a balance of, of leadership and how he's going to lead and, and maybe a more positive atmosphere. So I think Meryl Streep calling him out on that, I think that that is fair. Now, when something like that is going down and she's in sort of mid-speech, do you guys just look around and be like, this is going to be trending for days? Yeah, everyone, like, takes to their phone. You know, everyone's, like, picking up their phone. Um, You saw a lot of celebrities, actually, and you're not supposed to take photos during the broadcast. You saw a lot of people taking, whipping out their phones (laughs) and taking a picture of Meryl talking. You know, if you go back and look at the broadcast, you do see a couple celebrities that looked uncomfortable. Um, you know, and, and everyone has their, their personal beliefs and who they wanted to vote for and, and why. At the same time, she was picking up an honorary award, so I kind of think it gives you the right to kind of say what you want. I think had she been picking up a Best Actress award, I would have been like, uh, probably not the right spot to say it. Um, but um, you, if you go back and look, look at the background, there's a couple of people that are like, look like they're ready to crawl out of their skin and I'm like oh Trump supporter <laughs> oh, this is when you realize you're a minority in, in uh, Hollywood because everyone most likely voted for Hillary or people are just lying saying they voted for Hillary and voted for Trump there's a lot of that going around too I think yeah as I was say like how many people like actually are uh, have voted for Trump or support Trump and they just they're embarrassed to say Oh, yeah, there's plenty of people that probably voted for Trump and are lying through their teeth like, oh, yeah, Hillary, great. Wish she was there. <laughs> and, you know, when they went to that voting booth, they voted for Trump. Um, you know, obviously California was a majority for, for Hillary, of course. But, you know, at the same time, there are there are Republicans, there are independents and that I'm sure crossed party lines and, and went Republican and, and you know, People vote for who they vote for. Um, this is going to be really – I'm kind of interested to see how the next, like, 10 to 15 days plays out because this, I just feel like tempers are – like, on Twitter. I mean, you look at Twitter, and it's just like tempers are flaring. People are angry. People are upset. Yeah, the um, American Care Act last night with Congress has people freaking out. So – um, I, it's I honestly be tough don't think people believe it still. I mean, he's not president yet, and I think until that very moment, people somehow they have hope that it's you know all a dream or or, or mm-hmm. a nightmare or something like that. But I I have people are going to be really. It's unfortunate that it happened, but I think now we have to just knuckle down and deal with it the best we can. Whether you're 100 percent correct. Easy. Yeah, you're 100% correct. And I will tell you, I, I said to a friend a couple of days ago, I said, you know, we've been in this weird bubble of like, um, you know, President Obama sort of finishing up his term and then President-elect Trump. And I said, I feel like I'm in this weird bubble and I'm in denial um, that Trump is just going to be like this kind of like random little president on Twitter and not really take over the country and like Obama's just going to keep on leading. Um, and, and I'll tell you, I haven't, I'm not one of those that's like Obama walks on water. I, I don't think any politician really um, does that at all, so on either side, either party. But um, I do enjoy the Joe Biden 
Obama friendship. I think that's been kind of fun. I've enjoyed Michelle in the White House as First Lady. Um, so there's things that I've enjoyed. Uh, I don't try and get involved too much in politics, but it is. I think it is going to be kind of jarring next Friday when I'm like, wow, okay, this is really happening. Here we go. Do you, you know what I really enjoyed uh, about, I, I mean, not getting political or anything like that, but what I really enjoyed about the Obama was um, – it, it was him and Michelle's relationship. It was like I remember Clinton being president and Hillary was there, but I don't ever remember seeing affection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like they, they're clearly devoted to each other, and I, I don't know. I, I kind of love it. Yeah, when's the last time we really saw a dedicated president and first lady? I mean, I would probably say we go back to the Reagan administration because Nancy Reagan was very, very dedicated yeah. to Ronald. Um, but they were older too, so um, you know this was a, a younger president, a younger first lady, and I, I think that they conducted themselves um, very well. And I think you know it's been a while since we've had <laughs> um, where the personal life isn't so scandalous. I mean, the, the Clintons, of course, we dealt with like the Lewinsky's. There was plenty of with the Bush era as well. So it's kind of nice just to see someone that like we like being married to each other, we like our family. We're gonna, you know, being president right. is tough for any any family. We're gonna ride this through and, and actually become closer. And I I also appreciate that he and Joe Biden genuinely like each other. And I I, I also go, when's the last time a vice president and president like really are friends and brothers? Right. I don't know. Now, now and I'll now and I'll tell you this, and you feel free to pass along to all of Hollywood. Um, <laughs> but um, you, okay, I've worked with teenagers with uh, what they call oppositional defiance disorder, and sometimes they just say no because you said yes, you know. And I think that at this point in time, like chastising him and making fun of him, it's not going to work. It's going to distract him, and it's going to cause him to focus on the wrong thing. Maybe the, the same way we got through to the teenagers, and we were like, you know, you're doing a really good job, but can I help you? Can I show you a better way? You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe people are going to have to treat this guy with kid gloves to kind of get what they want out of him, and uh, it's going to have to start with stopping the trash talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, you know what? I 100% agree with you. Um, I don't follow Trump on Twitter because I do find um, – I find him very abrasive. It's, and it's not just him. It's that type of man I can't stand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that personality. Um, but he is retweeted and quoted on Twitter so much. Of course I see his tweets. And people are like, you're an awful man and you're vile. And I'm like, you know, you're actually poking the bear. And he enjoys part of that. He kind of likes being antagonized. Um, and it doesn't, make, it doesn't make the other side look good either because it makes you look like a jerk. And I'm always just like, so I agree with you that we need to sit there and figure out a way to deal with him. Um, and hopefully he'll get something done during his administration. I'm kind of tired of, like, Congress, you know, was blocking Obama with all of this stuff. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen between Trump and Congress, even though they're on the same party. They haven't been always on the same page. Um, I feel like nothing gets done in our country because everyone has their own vested interests. Mm. Yeah. Um, with, the, with, with going back to uh, with, the, with the Trump thing early on that you were saying, um, mm-hmm. I also feel like it's not real. Like, like I was kind of like a supporter of Trump, 
but I still feel like it's not, it, it's, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel. Like, I kind of feel on one hand, like, oh my God, it is real. And on the other hand, I'm just like, it can't be real. So I'm, I'm kind of torn. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing, it, it's just going to be, I, I think it's, it's going to be a circus. And I hope just, people do figure a way to work with him and handle him and keep him under wraps as much as possible, because I think it's going to be needed. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and uh, yeah, it'll be a wake up call on Friday, <laughs> next Friday. And, um, you know, he's got some very strong supporters and they're also vocal um, as a country. We can't sit there and battle each other so much that it sets the country back 10 years. You know what I mean? Or, um, but I, I, wor- I do worry that certain things, you know, where Congress has this massive agenda, um, and a lot of people thought Obamacare was one thing and the American Care Act was another. I'm like, they're one and the same. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that need to happen, and, and Trump needs to figure out a way to make sure Congress has another plan in place before they're like, okay, we're just going to get rid of this. So um, there's a few sensible people in Congress, Republicans included, that were like, well, wait, 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 we got to have a plan in place before we move forward with all this stuff. So um, I hope the few sane voices are able to be heard. Right. Oh, you guys got to stop talking about this. Or I'm going to let loose. I swear I am. <laughs> He's like, I'm not biting my lip. You people are the, oh, God bless you. Stop. Just please stop. Don't make <laughs> Love it. Oh, love it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's too funny. That is too funny. Now, I, I don't know if this is true or not. Actually, my wife had uh, told me. She said she heard that um, Trump has been saying that he wants to fire Schwarzenegger already or something. <laughs> he wants to fire Schwarzenegger from um, uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He can't. Um, right yeah. now, because first of all, he can't. <laughs> he can't. He is an executive producer, but that's basically in name only. He's not running the day-to-day show. The, the show was taped almost a year ago now, too, so it's done. Um, everyone already knows who the winner is within NBC, so anything Trump says, like, oh, I want to fire him, or I don't think he's doing a good job, too bad, it's already taped, already done, already in the can. So <laughs> he's just running his mouth if he's saying stuff like that. He truly is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know. Good times. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just beginning. <laughs> it is. Oh. So, uh, what other uh, big news stories do we have coming out of uh, Hollywood? Well, we're kind of in this weird little lull because the, the next big award show is not is uh, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. So that'll be in two weeks. Two weeks. Um. So we'll start hearing more stories about sort of what's happening next and who's going to win. I mean, I think most of the stories are kind of established who's going to get that Oscar. However, um, some of the other stories that are sort of uh, coming out of Los Angeles, and I think that this is kind of interesting, um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt finally have an agreement to keep their mouth shut and not talk about each other in the press. They are working with a private judge, so – um, hopefully that'll be the last of their divorce we hear, which I think is great because the way they were playing it out in the media and pitting each other and the kids against each other, it was terrible. Um, but there's a new couple that's now fighting in the press. 
um, because this is kind of, seems to be like the new way to fight your divorce is, you know, one person picks TMZ and one person picks people. And that is Paula Patton and um, Robin Thicke. They were married. They're already divorced, but now they're fighting over custody. And uh, Child Protective Services is involved again because um, their son Jordan went to school and said that he was being hit by Robin. So um, the school called Child Protective Services, and now there's an investigation going on, um, and there's allegations of drug use and alcohol abuse. So we'll see how this plays out. Now, how old, how old is the child? Six. Mm. Yeah. So he's six. He's young. Um, you know, so there has to, and Paula tried to get um, supervised custody so that, you know, every time he had a, he had a visit that um, someone would be there watching that was denied, but We'll see how this plays out. Remember, he also, Robin Thicke just lost his dad, Alan Thicke, so there's a lot going on in that family. I always hate to see these played out in the press because even though the child is six, plenty of kids' parents talk and the kids go to school and say something inappropriate and away you go. Yeah, it sucks. It really, it it sucks the most for these kids. Uh, I mean, because they're the ones who end up hurting the most from it. it. It actually ends up helping (laughs) <laughs> these careers of these celebrities kind of, uh, and then the kids are the ones who get hurt in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that is that. Um, and the other interesting thing, and I was laughing about this today, um, you know, we get screeners all the time. Do you remember of any of the academies, any of the, the guilds, you know, they send you the movies that are up for um, award shows. So I got a bunch of screeners arrived at my door today and I was opening up the box and they were all for Oscar. Well, they're all for screen actors guild awards. And then I got one that said for Emmys 2017. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Studios are already like jumping on next September. Okay. (laughs) But I was like kind of well played because, you know, if you sit there and you think like, Oh, I'm sick of watching all of these, movies and you know dramatic films with deep themes here's a tv show <laughs> so when you get like the boxes the movies is it like uh do you feel like it's christmas time well it is because they don't fit into our mailbox so the mailman stops by and is also a screen actors guild member so we get double the screeners arriving each day because obviously and then when you have all the boxes and then I'm a TV Academy member so when everything starts showing up he's like here's more boxes for you and he'll just like knock at the door and run (laughs) (laughs) but in LA I'm sure he's used to it because there's a lot of entertainment professionals on his route I'm sure can you can you tell us what TV show it was for that sent you that early I haven't here's the funny thing um it's it's the network is FX. I have not put it in my DVD player. It doesn't say anything on it. So they're so smart that they literally just gave me a white envelope with black lettering and an intriguing paragraph. And it just says for your Emmy consideration, there's nothing on the DVD. So you have to put it in to figure out what it is. But I do know it came from FX. <laughs> Isn't that smart? And I was like, I wonder what this yeah. is. And I was like, Oh, when I'm done work today, I'll have to put it in. Look at that. I thought it was really smart marketing. You'll have to let us know which one it was. 
I will. I'll tweet it out. <laughs> now, I saw um, or yesterday that you're going to be on French TV or something talking about the Kim Kardashian arrest. Yes, I do weekly spots um, on TF1. And TF1's really been at the forefront of the Paris investigation, obviously, because, you know, that's their, their main network. But um, they have a, an entertainment show, which is very much like their entertainment tonight here in the U.S., and it's called 50 Minutes Inside. And I kind of talk through sort of what's happening with the Kim investigation. I mean, earlier this week you probably heard 17 um, criminals were arrested, or suspects, I should say, were arrested. Um, four have been charged so far. And it looks like her former driver in Paris did um, have the inside. He kind of was, this was an inside job. Um, oh. And he kind of knew her whereabouts. He was not driving for her this trip, but his brother was. Um, oh. And while his brother was not in on the crime, obviously he was probably talking with his brother. And he's like, oh, I'm driving Kim and doing this and blah, blah, blah. Not realizing he's tipping off his brother gang. So it's kind of a, a crazy situation. Um, but um, the, the other thing with the whole story is um, they've been able to trace that her diamond ring, that really expensive diamond that Kanye had given her, the $4 million ring, wound up in Antwerp. And um, they don't know where it is, but there's a hot diamond market out there. Um, so if your very huge carrot diamond ring gets stolen, it probably winds up there if you're in Europe. Oh, that is gone with the wind. Yes, it is. It is gone. I don't think she'll ever see it again. Um, but she is going to testify. Interesting thing about France, she does not have to go to Paris um, and face her assailant. She can testify in the U.S. That's cool. But she is going to testify. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be on, <laughs> if anyone's in France, that'll be on Saturday on 15 Minutes Inside. And if you speak <sighs> French. Because I, I, they dubbed me into French. Oh, really? That's hilarious. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Great. So I was actually thinking of you the other day because um, Sunday I went to war. And I went to war against the cord and trying to cut the cord. And we've had this talk many times over the last couple of years. And, like, Sunday I was on a mission. Like, I was going to do it. I was going to figure out how to get it done and cut this bill down. And... Mm-hmm. The fight went into Monday, and by Monday night, <laughs> I waved the white flag, and I have decided I am keeping my cord. <laughs> you are keeping your cord. Now, who did your cable company <laughs> offer you a deal to stay? You know what? No, <laughs> they didn't, which is the funny thing. They didn't offer a better deal. Um, I went and bought one of them antennas like a week ago, week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I tested it on uh, my one TV in my basement. And I was coming up with just like, it was saying I was getting like 15 to 20 channels, but the main channels, I, the, our local main channels, like three of them, I wasn't getting. Like three out of the six or seven, I wasn't getting. I was like, oh man. Like, I, and I need those channels. Like, I'm lost without those channels. So... Sunday, I'm like, all right, well, maybe because it's in the basement, you know, let me move it upstairs. 
Well, then I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's just the antenna. So I go out and I buy two more. And then I'm like switching antennas and <laughs> using my mind. And each antenna, I'm coming up with the same thing. Then I'm like, well, maybe I'll go up to my bedroom and see if I works even better because I'm up higher and I'm getting the same thing. <laughs> and then I also bought a new TV a week ago. So I'm hooking that up and that's got um, Google Chromecast in it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought uh, an open box one to get a cheaper price. And it even said on the thing, like it was inspected and all contents are inside. It didn't have a remote. Mm-hmm. Like by, by the end <sighs> of the day, Sunday, like I was, I was ready to kill somebody. Then I had to go back to Best Buy and they had to find a remote for me. It, it was just a catastrophe. And oh my God, I'm that talking, sounds a mess. Yeah. And then I'm talking to Nick about it and I'm like, I'm going to need to like use these antennas to get a couple channels. Then I have to sign up with PlayStation View to get the rest of my local channels. And then I'm going to sign up with Sling TV to get those handful of cable channels I want. By the time it's all said and done, like it's not worth the, the $60, $70 I'm saving. I don't bother. But I think that they purposely like try and make it as difficult as possible. So people like you are like, I'm frustrated. Forget it. <laughs> Well, I, I think, too, that if you look at some of the people like the cord cutter movement out there, a lot of those people are people that, like, I, I wouldn't say have the same viewing habits that we do. Like, um, I, I imagine that they're the people that live busy lives and come home and maybe have a couple shows that they watch regularly. But when you're talking about, like, a house of six people where there's five different DVRs and you each watch a diverse list of shows, it does start to get really complicated. You have to log out of this, to log into that, to watch right. this show. Log out of that, go to Netflix, turn on the PlayStation to watch this one. You know what I mean? Like, it, I think if you, you know, have similar viewing habits, then it's a lot easier. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I think, like, for us, we have one TV in the house, um, and it's in the living room, and it's, you know, we have Netflix and we have Amazon Prime, but look at our lives. Like I'm getting screeners dumped on me every day in the mailbox. So there's always something to watch. Um, so right. there's very little that I am missing, um, which is great. So other than like my local channels, I'm like, I, I grab something online if I need to find out local news or something like that. And otherwise I'm like, I'm covered. My entertainment's covered. And um, oftentimes we're not even home in the evening anyway to, to watch TV. So it's two of us. See, and that's like a huge thing. Like, I'm like so addicted to my local news. Like, I I I watch it, you know, one, two to three hours a day. Like, I, I'm just addicted to it. Like, I have to see what's going on, and I get freaked out by. It. I don't know. It's just a whole weird thing. But you know, and I didn't even get into the whole process of the DVR aspect. Like that was like a hurdle I couldn't even get to, let alone getting uh, my channel solved. Yeah, I mean, I I willingly gave up my DVR um, and thought I was going to miss it more. But once you get kind of used to it, you're like, oh, okay, that's just the way it goes. Um, but, again, my entertainment budget is always so low because, I mean, we go to the movies probably three, four times a week. Oh, and wow. that's even not just in Oscar season. That can be oftentimes um, in off times. Like in the summer, we still get free screenings and everything else, so we don't necessarily get the DVD showing up at, at our house, but it's not that hard to like drive, you know, a few miles and 
to go see a free movie because they're offering it to press. You're like, okay. <laughs> it's good to be Kristen. <laughs> it's good to be an entertainment <laughs> reporter for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right, do you have a do you have a totally different person of the week? Because I got nobody. I know I was thinking and I was like, ah, there really wasn't one of those weeks where there was um, someone that really stood out. But so mine is not a person. It's a show. Um, And it is Jersey Boys on Broadway, which is closing on Sunday. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it is one of my favorite musicals ever, even though it's not my music. Um, I just think it was just really well executed, really well staged. Um, Sorry to see it go off Broadway. I've seen it multiple times. I think the national tour will still keep going, but um, just wishing it a fond farewell. I'll tell you what, I'm right there with you because uh, I'm a huge Frankie Valli fan. Uh, I've never saw the, uh, the, the play, but I've seen the movie and uh, yeah, I'm all in for that. Yeah. Frankie Valli forever. Yeah. And let me, let me tell you that the movie doesn't hold a candle to the Broadway show. So if you ever see Jersey boys come to your area on the national tour, go see it. It's wonderful. It's like a hundred times better. I, I so, feel like Clint Eastwood sucked all the life out of Jersey Boys in the movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like a wow. rock concert, but with that kind of music, you know? It's great. I would love to see that. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to keep my eyes open if yep. it comes so around. It, it does. You should it's worth it's worth a night at the theater. And it, honestly, everyone everyone was telling me to go see it when it first arrived on Broadway and I'm like, I don't wanna see it, it's not my music, it's not my era. And I was not a fan of, like, the jukebox musical kind of thing. Um, my friends were like, I promise you, you love it. And I bought a ticket, and it was when it was, like, highly sold out. It was hard to get tickets. And I was really, really sick the night it finally came up. And um, I was like, ah, oh, I can't even, like, this ticket was so expensive. I'm going to have to, like, suck it up and just go to the theater. And it wound up being one of my favorite nights ever sitting in a theater seat in my entire life. And oh, I was a all. musical theater kid all growing up. It was so great. And I was like, I totally forgot I was sick for like two and a half hours. And it was, it's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm cool. Very cool. Jersey Boys. All right, uh, Janetti, who do you got? I don't have anybody. <laughs> there's, there's nobody. There's nobody that deserves it. Who you got? Not this week. <laughs> All right. So I, I have somebody, but it wasn't like a real serious one because it's just like you guys said, there wasn't anybody that really stood out. But I, I really think that we need to give it to Emma Stone because just like when the help came out, Octavia Spencer is going to just walk all over the, these awards. And, and poor Emma Stone just. She tries her hardest, and then these other actresses just come out. And, and this is the second time Octavia Spencer is going to blow her away. They're not in the same category, though. Well, I, I uh, they're not. Wait, what's yeah, the, Emma Stone will be in Best Emma Actress, and uh, Octavia Spencer will be in Supporting. Oh, Supporting. Okay. Well, can we still yeah. give it to her? I don't know. <laughs> we can give it to her. She's great in La La Land, so. <laughs> and I think well, she will I, win the Oscar. I I heard a lot about La La Land. I didn't go see it, but people were talking about it. And then uh, it just all of a sudden it was Hidden Figures everywhere. Yeah, Hidden Figures is fantastic. Um, 
I think Viola Davis is going to win the Best Supporting Actress for Fences, but Octavia Spencer will be nominated. She was great in the film, and if you haven't seen Hidden Figures, it is worth your time and your money to go see it. Um, it deserves the support. It's really well done, and it's based on a true story, and I think it's a story that a lot of – I hadn't heard of the story before, so I think it's, it was one that was fascinating. I went home and started, like, Googling more to learn more about uh, the three women and, and what they accomplished. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I hadn't heard the story before either, except like three weeks ago on Timeless, they did like the whole thing. <laughs> like they went back in time to that moment and she was a character on the show. And when I saw that one, I looked it up and there was only one lady there, you know, for the TV show and all that. But I, I just thought it was mm-hmm. funny that it was on the TV show too and then right in the movie. Timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, uh, I, I guess Jersey Boys. Yeah, I guess by default, yes. Jersey Boys win. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. No, as soon as I heard Jersey Boys, I knew where your vote was going. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. Oh, too funny. No, I, I remember when you came home from watching the movie. You know what I mean? Like, you were messaging me, telling me how great it was. So, yeah, dude, I, I knew where you were going. I was so excited after I saw that. You movie. were? Yeah. <laughs> I promise you the, the show is even better. <laughs> See, now, now i got to be on a mission now. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Check the touring schedule. I know they're coming out west here. They'll be, the, the national tour will be out here in Los Angeles for like six weeks. And I was like, oh, I think I might have to plop down some more money and go see it again. <laughs> so uh, this coming week, what do you got on your schedule? Um, a lot of um, a lot, a lot, a lot of award show stuff. So it's just coverage and who's getting nominated and things like that. There's a lot of events surrounding all of that. So that'll probably occupy most of my time. Uh, but there's also a new TV show that will be premiering on NBC that I'll also be covering called World of Dance. It is J Lo's new show. Um, it will start airing in the spring. Yeah, it'll start airing in the spring, but it starts taping on Monday. So I'll be going to visit a few of the tapings as well. Nice. Yeah, when I saw the I saw the previews for that the other day, I was like kind of shocked. I, I would I didn't know she had this uh, going on. She's really like becoming like this uh, TV mogul, isn't she? She's a powerhouse, and I mean, right now, you know, she's got a show on NBC. She also has now the new dance competition show. She's got her Vegas show. She's going to have a new album coming out this year. I mean, she's got a lot of big things going on, and um, she draws a lot of attention to her projects, but she also backs that up with box office dollars or ratings or ticket sales. So I think that that's really important. So anyone that wants to get involved with her, they know it's going to be a good investment. Absolutely. Yeah, I think she currently has two shows. We're talking about J Lo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she also does. She have two shows on uh, Freeform right now that she's backing as well. Because they're always Jennifer Lopez, you know, executive producer yes. of the Fosters. I see it all the time. <laughs> yes, she's got a lot of shows on Freeform, and you know, and I think that's what's interesting too. Even like her show on NBC, um, the police drama. She co-produces it along with Ryan Seacrest. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that show... Aligning herself with smart people. That show was phenomenal. 
last uh, that that last year, first season, phenomenal. I love her too. So I, she's just one of those people. I'm like, I didn't like her a long time ago. Kind of the Jenny from the Block era. I was like, eh, but. I think as yeah, she's really kind of come into her own and figured out like who she is and what her brand is and what she's good at. I think I just, I adore her. That's awesome. I do too. <laughs> cool. All right then. Well, I guess uh, we'll be catching up next week and uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of more news and hopefully there'll be like some exciting things on the, on a totally driven person front because, uh, kind of a blah week it was a blah week i'm sure next week we will have a lot going on with an inauguration and hollywood reacting and everything else so more things to get people irked (laughs) 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 on both sides (laughs) absolutely absolutely cool well Kristen, thank you as always loving our discussions every week they're getting better and better and funner and funner and uh can't wait till next week sounds good thank you so much all right see ya Right, there she goes, Kristen Burt. You can find her literally all over the world. You can find her on French TV. You can find her uh, on social media. You can just look up Kristen Burt, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. Just look for K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. Kristen is kicking ass. So... You guys there? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, Chris, Kristen's a hustler, man. She, I mean, she's always kicking ass out there. Yeah, she's on it, man. She is freaking on it. I heard this slow grinding noise, and I didn't know what it was. It must have been Janetti's teeth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just trying to no, hold I don't back. My, I don't have my... It was probably me grabbing hold of the table so I don't throw it in the friggin' air. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. You know, uh, I'm not going to start. I'm really not. No, I'm going to be uh, not. You know, I was going to say, Nick, we almost got on the break. <laughs> Dude, my, my uh, really? favorite part, though, Jimmy, is Bay trying to pretend like he wasn't like, like he was only kind of a Trump guy. <laughs> no, you know what? And, and it, no, it had nothing to do with with what you were saying about Trump. That you know what? Either way, I think honestly he's going to surprise the shit out of everybody, and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And, and mainly, the reason he's going to do what he says he's going to do because people are going to hold his ass to the fire. They're already holding his ass to the fire. Man is right. not even being elected president yet. And and they're already going, oh, well, he's not doing what he says he was going to do. And the man hasn't even gotten in the office yet. Well, I, I do think you make a good point with that. And, and, and I think that people also forget, like, he's, he's, he's a schmuck, but he's not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's made millions of dollars. He knows what he's doing from a business perspective. And I'm hoping that that does translate to some success for, you know, our national debt, the economy, and everything that sort of goes along with that. Maybe, you know, he can do something great with that. You know, there's tons of businessmen out there, but, you know, not all of them have their own Taj Mahal. Yeah. 
And and Obama, you know, uh, they they wouldn't have done this shit to Obama in the beginning. They didn't. You know, it was a friggin' love affair. Still a love affair with the man. I swear he's the Antichrist. I really do. Because <laughs> there is no way this man could have that much power on people with just a friggin' speech. He doesn't know what the frig he's doing. And if, it, you know, one of the my, my main things she talked about she talked about Obamacare, you know, and, and how and everybody's talking about it, how it's so great and all that, you know. I had insurance myself. Right. After I left my job, I had I had insurance myself that I went out Blue Cross Blue Shield Anthem, I, I hundred and sixteen dollars a month for for insurance for myself. Yes, it was a very high deductible, but I didn't care. I'm not going to the hospital. I needed it for right. care. A year I had that policy. And right as Obamacare starts, Anthem contacted me and said, because your plan is not uh, accepted by the Obamacare people, they're canceling my plan. If I want to do a new plan with them, it would have been 700 and some dollars a month. Dude, that, I so mean, that, for a year, for a year, I pay right. into this plan. Seven hundred dollars a month. No, 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 no. The hundred. But oh, a year okay. after I, I, I after I get this plan, and because Obama is going to take over and give the poor health care, I get shafted on a plan that I liked and I had, and that wasn't you know anybody's business. They could have left my shit alone. I didn't need them. I didn't need the government. But yet I get shafted with this shit. Tell me how great that plan was. Okay. Uh, all right. Let, let, oh, oh, you're trying to wrap this up, aren't you, babe? I, I was just going to say, uh, well, now it's everybody's plan. <laughs> or uh, now everybody knows well, about it. <laughs> well, no, I, I just wanted to offer Jimmy a counter. Like, I'm not against anything that Jimmy says. Uh, I, I just uh, I want him to know though that like prior to the to the Affordable Care Act, I couldn't get insurance because I have diabetes. Like nobody would cover me at all, and I was paying for all my doctor's visits, all my blood work, all my medicine, just totally out of pocket. And uh, is that that I have it now? You know what I mean? So it's really hard. Like I totally agree with what you're saying, dude, and, and it's fucked up. Yeah. But on the other well, end of the spectrum, it totally worked for me. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, and I and I agree with that. They should have done something to to make the to make the uh, uh, pre-existing conditions or whatever the case is with with uh, with your diabetes. Uh, and I I fully believe that. But why, when I had a plan that I liked and I wasn't bothering nobody, why are you going to cancel my crap? To, right to make because. You don't believe it's a better plan than should than I should have. That's basically saying to me that they know better what I need than I do. Right. No, I totally now, I understand agree. There's your no situation. reason you couldn't have picked your own. Like the, exactly. the, the way it should have been is that you could have signed up for the Affordable Care Act or you could have kept your own insurance. That would have been great, and it wouldn't have fucked you. You know what I mean? Exactly. That would have that's the way it should have been, and I would have totally been behind that. You know? That people the people that need that that part of it get what they need. I understand that completely. 
but why are you going to tell me what I need and cancel the shit that I have because you don't feel good enough? Right, absolutely. That to me was, you know, basically it was it was uh, almost $1,500 that I paid throughout that year that I had that insurance plan for absolutely nothing. Now, I didn't get sick during that time. I didn't go to the doctor during that time, except for a, I had a physical. But that was it. And the physical was for a wrestling license. That was it. So I paid $1,500 to get a physical for a wrestling license before they decided yeah. to cancel my show. That's insane. That, it was, and, and that irritated me no to no end because that bastard was still on TV going, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, period. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan, period. Guess what? You lied, you fuck, period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's got to be a new uh, That's gotta be a new commercial for the show. <laughs> and, man... Kristen, Chris, I'm so glad I held back for Kristen. I feel bad for her because I know she's an Obama flunky. I know she is. <laughs> bless her heart. <laughs> you know what that, that bless your heart means down south, don't you? Dumbass. Yeah, yeah. But either way. Dumbass. <laughs> exactly. But either way, I swear, I swear Obama is the Antichrist. I swear he is. <laughs> And you know, even the, even with what even with what he did, uh, you know, to Israel with the with the abstaining from the vote and all the crap that he's pulled, you know, can you imagine if Bush at the end of his term went out and started going, oh, I'm going to do this because I think it's right. I'm going to do this because I think it's right. I'm going to do this because I think it's right. All those people that voted for Trump were voting against Obama's policy. Get the hell out of the office, moron. Give yourself a friggin' medal. Wow. Janetti is fired up tonight, boy. I, yeah, I'm just tired of the double standard, man. I'm really at And it's everywhere. And it's staring everybody in the face. And nobody gives a shit. It's not even about Trump. It's got nothing to do with Trump. Hey. Had it for years. <laughs> and thank uh. God that Fucking gargoyle isn't in the office. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Nick. I think uh, the burger and the eggs are uh, are hitting them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no. I haven't finished my bowl yet, so that's why. Oh man! Oh man! All right, well, waiting patiently, <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping he's going to talk about Our first guest, he's from the band Spiritual Sickness, and he's the one and the only guitarist, Mr. Ed Mischke. What's going on there, Ed? Hey, what's happening, man? Thanks for having me on. Not How's much, everybody man. doing tonight? Uh, we're we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're having fun and, and voicing complaints on health care and, and, and anything else that enters the mind. Oh, there you go. And if you if you're going into either one of those subjects, it might be like a four day show, you know, like four twenty four hour long segments. <laughs> <laughs> There's never enough uh, uh, shortage of ammunition to talk about with that stuff. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. <laughs> Gotta love it. 
Yeah, metal, metal and healthcare, man. Let's let's get it on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. So uh, you know, and, and the scary part is, you know, I, I wasn't going to touch on this until later in the interview. But speaking of healthcare, um, you just didn't you just have like a stroke recently or something? I saw on the on your on the, the Facebook page. Yeah, actually, yeah, back in May, I did. I had the, I had a minor stroke from being a fat bastard, not taking care of myself, and uh, not watching my blood pressure, and being like a, a working lunatic. You know, between uh, you know music, we were getting ready to go on a tour actually with Joshua uh, Octavius, and. Uh, we were we were getting it was you know it was going to be a pretty pretty lengthy tour that we were going on and uh, and uh, I guess I uh, went a little too crazy and wasn't taking care of myself and uh, on the way home from practice one night I'm going to take my glasses off my head and my hand just will not go to my head no matter what the hell I was doing man it was the scariest thing I ever went through but uh, since then uh, you know uh, within those days I, I I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to play guitar again it was. Uh, it was a scary, it was a scary, uh, scary time for me, man. But uh, I'm back. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like 100. percent I'm healthy now, and you know, I'm, I'm just kicking ass all over the place, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, dude. I, I, oh my god. I mean, that's one of them. Th- like, I mean, you're talking to a, a show that's filled with fat bastards, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> not wrong and, with a fat bastard. Listen, remember. Just because I'm a reformed fat bastard doesn't mean that I, you know what I'm saying? That fat bastardism isn't in my blood. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's always in the blood. It can never leave the blood. That's the thing. But, um, you, you know, and it's something that's another thing that we talk about a lot. Like, uh, we talk a lot about food and, and, and things like that and health. And, and we go on these health kicks once in a while and we're trying to support each other. And we always end up like falling off the wagon and all. But when you get in a situation like that, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's a, that's like a total life. Yeah, dude, it was, uh, it, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was eye opening to, you know, to, to, you know, to, to say it easily, but, uh, you know, and that's, that's really why I've been able to, you know, cause obviously like even, you know, back, I, I, I mean, I stopped smoking cigarettes five years ago or five and a half years ago. And, you know, what? it was one of those things, too, that I just kept doing, and then I'd start and stop and start and stop. And the same thing would happen with, you know, with my uh, with my love for, like, you know, pizza pies in, in, in their whole form with, you know, with a hero on the side, you know. And uh, when, when you get to that point where you, you, you figure, you know, if I don't do this, you know, I'm going to have some, like, really mean lady with a beard wiping my ass. I really just don't really need that, you know what I mean? So it's it's gotten to the... You know, it's it's gotten to uh, you know, it, it scared the shit out of me, dude. And 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 it's you know, and and I don't think that uh, that that that'll ever change now at this point. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm ever, I don't ever think I'm going back to the dark side of uh, you know, 400 grams of fat every day and uh, you know, 30,000 milligrams of sodium. You know what I mean? Like all the metal heads are really digging this part of the show right now. But you know, <laughs> this is, I, I I have to be alive in order to make music. So you know, this is kind of worth it. You know, you know. But uh, it was crazy. But uh, like, like I said, man, I'm, I'm doing it now, man. You know, you got to take awesome. care of yourself. You know. Was there like a period where you couldn't actually play guitar? For, was it was it a long period or? Uh, you know what? Uh, my drummer wound up like I was out of the hospital about a week, and he's like, "Come on, man, get your hands moving," you know. And we actually, I actually pulled some riffs out of uh, you know, I recorded the whole session in Pro Tools and. Uh, 
you know, it was, uh, we pulled some stuff out of it, but it took me quite a while to be able to solo again and really, you know, really be able to, uh, you know, coordinate my left hand again, which, you know, in the kind of stuff that we're playing, the, the, you know, the guitar solos are, you know, kind of a little hairy and, uh, you know, it's, it's like I kind of, I kind of had a run again and, and, uh, you know, and, and I was on, of course, I was on the pity pot for a while. I was just ready to just take everything and burn it in a garbage pail. But, sure. uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I forced myself back into it and, uh, you know, and, and it came back like they said it would, the, you know, the, the neurologist is like, it may take three months. And I'm like three months. I, I got to go on tour in three weeks. <laughs> You know, she's like, you ain't going on any tour. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I ain't going on any tour. I'm going, man. She's like, yeah, you're going. You're, you're going nowhere, idiot. You know, sit down. And, I, and then, you know, when I finally got home and I'm like, and I went to go to play, it was, like I said, man, it was, it was kind of scary. It just, I, you know, my, my head's thinking 3,000 miles an hour and my left hand is going, <laughs> go screw yourself, you know. So, but uh, with, uh, with hard work, perseverance, and, uh, you know, Lots of mental illness. It all came back. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I'm really lucky, actually, and grateful. That's awesome. No, I, I, I did see a video on your Facebook too of you doing like, a, I guess, like a solo warm up or something like that. I mean, dude, you were wailing away there. I mean, you, you couldn't tell me if I didn't read in the previous post that you had a stroke. I would have been never would have thought that. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm just uh, working out some solos for some of the new stuff, and uh, I haven't put up anything in a while. And I'm like, hey, this is a great day to, for, for me to put up a post where, like, I just got home from work. I sweat all day long. I looked like it was in a fist fight with, like, 16 people. And let me just put up a nice video of myself playing guitar. And, you know, and, uh, that's, uh, that's basically where, the, where that one came from. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – I'm trying to trying – to, uh, put some more stuff back out and you know, we're, we're back in gear again. So I'm pretty psyched. Cool. Very cool. Now you guys are, uh, obviously if, if people can't tell by the accent, you're from the New York area, Long Island, New York. Um, Absolutely. and actually, I mean, I guess you, you guys were on and off playing around the, the New York scene for like since the eighties, so like 30 years. Uh, well, well you know, except for uh, bands. We had another band uh, that, that kind of morphed into Spiritual Sickness that was uh, Act of God, and that, that band was from, like, 1996 until, okay. uh, until probably around 2000, I think, 8 or 9, when we, when we switched it over to Spiritual Sickness. And, uh, yeah, but I, I, you know, I was kicking around a while and seeing playing, you know, playing some bands and, you know, all the major clubs all over Long Island for a lot of years, you know, from the late 80s on, you know, but, uh, so I'm kind of a, I'm kind of an old, uh, an old door kicking around the scene for a while, but, uh, yeah, that, that's us. <laughs> now, what made you change it, change it over to a uh, spiritual sickness? Uh, well, a couple of things was, uh, we, we were, we were actually getting ready to, um, uh, you know, to, to kind of like move the band to the next level when we were active God and what happened was, uh, I went to trademark the name, and it was it was a Russian death metal band that had it, and it was like this international trademark thing that would have cost us all this crazy money. So uh, I actually was listening to a Nevermore tune one day, and uh, it was one of the lines in the tune, and I'm like, God, that'll work perfect for, for a tune. And we actually had a, a song, Spiritual Sickness, before we, we named the band Spiritual Sickness, and now it's, you know, we, we, we own it straight. 
That's awesome. That's that's how that that's how that morph took place. It was, we we probably would have still, still been active God. It was just, you know people people knew us for years as that band. But hey, you know what? That the spiritual sickness is pretty goddamn cool anyway. So yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, did you guys know like? Uh, being that you guys, I mean, you've been playing the club since uh, you know the '80s or whatever. Have you guys crossed paths before you guys put Act of God together? Or? Uh, you know, it's 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 actually it's it's me and Jeff and uh, Jim, the bass player, have been the constants in the band um, since 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 it was originally Act of God. Uh, we, we we seem to have um, have had over the years. Uh, Drummers like hate us or something. I don't know what it is, but we we've been through a lot of drummers. Our original drummer uh, that was with us through Act of God before we did the uh, uh, you know the name change. Still a great friend, you know, a great drummer. But uh, you know, we kind of started to go progressive, and and he kind of was uh, you know uh, was doing the same thing we were doing. We were kind of we kind of moved musically apart, really. And and uh, that's basically what happened with that. But uh, me, Jeff, and Jim have been together. We've been the constant since uh, since Act of God. So, which has been pretty cool, actually. No, actually, and uh, that was the one thing too. Like uh, I saw, like uh, your current drummer. Um, before you guys hooked up with him, it, you guys actually were like a year without a drummer. Like, or you guys were looking for a year until you guys finally oh, found yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's for sure. I, I don't know what it is, man. The guitar players, there's millions of us, and, and it's kind of scary because, like, the, the, the millions of guitar players out there, some of them are, like, 19, and they're, like, virtuoso. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, where did this come from? And nobody wants to play drums anymore. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's gotten very difficult to find, uh, you know, there, there's talent out there, but the thing is, you know, to get the right guy that kind of clicks with the band and, you know, and everybody gets along and doesn't want to, you know, or you know, people who don't have uh, you know, mommy or daddy issues, or you know, whatever the hell it is, you know what I'm saying? Because as musicians, we're inherently freaks to begin with. So you know, like, hey, what mental problem you got, buddy? You know, hey, and, and you know what? It's like, can we, can we have you know your mental health history of your last seven generations of your family, please? Because we really need to know what the <laughs> fuck is going on, you know? And so, and so, so there's like one drummer every, you know, I don't know. One drummer for every thirty-seven thousand guitar players. Kind of, you know, it's wacky, you know. It's crazy. Like, I didn't realize that. Like, and it's not just you guys. Like, it's a lot of the bands I talk to. Like, drummers seems to be the hardest thing to come by anymore. It seems like, and, and I'm so shocked by that. Well, you, you know what it is. It's it's the level of 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 drummer that we need for this for the for the style of music that we're playing. I mean, you know, you've got your basic in the pocket metal dudes that, you know, a little double kick here and there, you know what I'm saying? You know, keep it, keep it a nice groove going, you know, and then, and then when you start moving into, you know, progressive metal where it's like Nevermore, Symphony X, this, that, and the other. I, I mean, uh, the, the New Testament, Gene Holdwin, for God's sake. I mean, it's just like ridiculous. The guy is like, you know, they call him the atomic clock. I mean, he, it's just, it's just, Ridiculous the, the the drumming that's necessary to you know to make this music happen. You know what I'm saying? It's and, and that's and that's part of the problem. I think really is that it's just the talent pool just isn't just isn't there. You know? 
It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I, I, mean, I remember coming up through like in high school and I was playing guitar. It was like everybody either played guitar or drums. Yep. Trying to find a bass player was impossible. And, and now there's a room full of them bumping into each other, not knowing what to do. So I, yeah, that's it, it's, it's 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 funny as hell. Bass players everywhere, right? Guitar players and drummers. I knew like nine drummers when I you know when I was young. <laughs> you know, now, now I know one and the other seven don't like me. You know, so it's, it's like that. You know, <laughs> really is funny. Though. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Now I saw. Uh, I saw some videos still on YouTube of you guys with uh, Veronica Freeman doing some Dio's tunes. Yeah, yeah, that was that was two three years ago. We we had uh, Veronica's a good friend. She's uh, she's a good friend of mine. She's a great singer too. She's unbelievable actually. Um, I, I'm I'm hoping to actually do some uh, some work with her coming up soon. She was oh, nice. uh, actually yeah, she was actually at my house a couple of months ago and. Uh, We've been trying to get something off the ground for a while. I've had some great ideas. We wound up doing one tune together that uh, that came out pretty sick. But uh, yeah, that that gig, what, what had happened was that singer Jeff was uh, was sick, and she was in town. We we were actually uh, we had a recording planned for. Uh, she was going to do some guest vocals on some spiritual sickness stuff, and uh, it wound up that uh, Jeff had the flu. Our singer, and we didn't want to cancel the gig, so we said, "Hey, fuck it, let's run, let's jump up there with uh, with V and uh, and crank up some Dio and some Sabbath, and it was it was fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, yeah, I own versions, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> two days to learn. I think it was two, two days uh, to, to, to get it all together, and about three hours of practice, and you know, figuring out a bunch of things, and then tying them into our own. But it was cool. We got a lot of fun. The, the the funny thing is too like I, I think I had seen those videos like beforehand before like like I really actually you know honed in on the whole spiritual sickness thing and, and then I'm going back today I'm going through stuff and I'm like oh shit like I remember this it was it was fun man <laughs> it was a lot of fun man it was uh, very cool and, and I tell you something man live she's she's in animalistic man she, she, she's yeah God, she's, she's killing man really killing cool check too a lot of fun to hang out with that's awesome now how about uh release wise uh, did you guys just was it recently released uh, released that what was it an ep self-titled ep or uh the, the ep was released a couple of years ago and right now we're working on uh see what had originally happened was we, we released an ep because we were kind of uh we we were we were trying to find a drummer at that point in time, so okay. we didn't want the band to go stagnant. So you know, I wanted to get something out there. So we uh, we put together the EP, uh, had a guest drummer, and uh, then what we we were supposed to do, we were going to follow it up with a full release, like the following October, which was like I don't know, six months out, something like that, and. Uh, between one thing and another, Jeff lost his mom in that time, and uh, you know, we we kind of took a little bit of a break. He needed some time to, uh, you know, to heal, and uh, you know, we we were just doing our thing. So what wound up happening is it got pushed off, and then we just said, hey, you know what? Let's wait until we get the right drummer in the band. And uh, when that finally happened, 
we started working on the record, then the stroke happened, and, and you know, so we've been a little bit delayed on all of that due to, you know, a bunch of uh, unforeseen BS that, uh, you know, and, and now we're finally, uh, you know, I'm working on some killer stuff. I feel I'm sitting in my studio right now. I'm just playing since I got home from work, working on riffs and, uh, you know, getting ready for the uh, getting ready for the next release, which should be pretty badass. It's going to be pretty good, you know. I'm really looking forward to getting that out there, you know. Any kind of uh, timeline with that or? You know, uh, we're, we're, I'm, I'm hoping by April, you know, that, that we have it all together. Um, you know, the great thing is, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's all getting recorded, 90% of it anyway, in my studio. I have a studio in my house, which doesn't mean I have any money or anything like that. It just means I have some computers. <laughs> That's not it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, right. it's... Uh, it's it's great to be able to uh, to be able to do most of the work at home. You know what I mean. Which is uh, you know it gives me time to refine and hone things. Like with that video that I had, you know, slapped up there was just kind of uh, you know you know a lot of times I used to go into the uh, into the recording studio and all my guitar solos. I never used to work them out. I would just go in there. You know, I drink about thirty-seven friggin' sodas, and uh, when I smoked, I'd smoke a hundred cigarettes. I'd be like, all right, I'm ready to go. You know, and I, and I just like. I'd, I'd play 12 songs, solos for 12 songs, and, and I would just do them all off the cuff. And as I've gotten older and more refined and, and, you know, in my craft, it's kind of like now I get to sit back and I get to kind of work out and really just make, make things happen. I mean, is it time for spontaneity? And, you know, and most of my stuff is spontaneous. However, you know, it's spontaneous, and then you get to work out, you know, there's magic things that happen in spontaneity, and then, you know, and then, then the real technical things really start to happen from working them and, and kind of fitting them into the tune. So that's kind of, you know, what I'm up to now. And, uh, you know, we should, we should hopefully, uh, like April, May, we should have something out. No, no doubt. That's, that's what we're hoping for. Very cool. Now, how about, uh, you said you had to cancel the tour due to, due to the stroke. Um, possibly yeah. a tour for this year or. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we, uh, we're hoping, uh, I have a couple of things in the works that I kind of can't talk about just now because it makes you look like an idiot when it doesn't go down. But uh, we have, we have some big things planned, and uh, you know we, we we did a small run with Cage in August, which was cool because uh, they they're great friends of us as well. Um, great cool. band, you know, and a uh, lot 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 of fun, you know, a lot of fun going out with those guys. They're just like a they're a hard act to, you know, to, to keep up with too, which is a very, very inspiring band to play out with. But uh, that's what we're, uh, you know, what we're hoping for. We're hoping for a really busy summer, you know. Um, and uh, that's, that's, uh, that's where we're at now, you know. Uh, as soon as we, uh, as soon as we get some stuff, you know, going, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Just, uh, we cool. absolutely, absolutely appreciate the, uh, you know, the support and taking the time to put us on and, you know, all the good stuff, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, I saw, uh, as I was going through stuff, I saw you guys actually played with Cage uh, in Delaware, bar, at Bar 13. Yeah, that was a killer gig, man. <laughs> that was a killer gig. We, uh, we, we, when we were driving down there, the air conditioning in the car, it was one of those heat waves. It was 105 degrees in the club. The place was oh. packed from wall to wall. Um and it was it was a really interesting gig, but it was a killer gig, dude. It was like the the energy in that room that night was was great. And uh, actually, what what I wound up doing it was one of the only shows that I, that I didn't wind up sticking around because I like to, you know, I like to watch every band that you know that we're out with, you know, we're supporting. 
by cage, I could watch them play every night. Same thing with Ghost of Octavia, same, you know, same gig. But uh, that was the one night I couldn't stay because I kind of wasn't feeling good and I was getting all paranoid with all that heat. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to have another stroke in this place. But Cage right. played for like three hours. They, they went on and played until like 3 o'clock in the morning and nonstop. They went through stuff that was like, you know, when, when they when they get this, we, we were all crashing at my place. And when they got back here, it was like, I don't know, something. Like six o'clock in the morning, they're rolling in. I'm like, "What the fuck did you guys do?" Hey, we played for like three hours, man. I'm like, and "These guys aren't dead." And Sean's wearing that like four four hundred pound leather like pinhead coat, you know, that goddamn whatever the hell that right, right. four hundred pound jacket. I, I can't even believe it. Those, those guys are just like unbelievable, man. They're really unbelievable. <laughs> now, have you guys ever played down here in Philly? Uh, you know something? We had something down there. Where, where do we play? Uh, we play with Ghost Trip Octavius. Uh, I don't know if it was Philly, but what the hell was the name of that place? Uh, oh, God. Why can't I remember? It's, uh, oh, man. I'm just, just, just getting, I could just blame this on, on the thing that happened to me. It's just, but really, it's not the truth. I'm just a stupid idiot and can't remember anything. And then, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what the hell was it? it? Was like it's named after like some pool, uh, you know, pool tables or some crap. Like a nice, nice big stage down there. Uh, what the hell? I, I forget, dude. It'll come to me in the middle of the night when I'm taking a leak. But unfortunately, I won't be able to call you then. <laughs> just, we, we, we've, we've, let's just say we've been da- we've been down there. Okay, <laughs> where am I? Sorry about that, man. That's all right. That's all right. Now, now, one thing too, I saw you guys uh, actually played. Um, I just played CBG, the legendary CBGBs at one point. Um, yeah. When you get to play a place like that, I mean, do you just kind of like go like, "Holy shit!" The people that have like graced this stage. Yeah, that's there, there's some places that uh, that definitely had that effect on you. You know what I mean? Uh, and that was one of them. Yeah, and that was actually interesting. It was everything everybody said it was, man. You know, urinals full of friggin' ice, no doors on the bathrooms, holes in the stage. You had to kind of watch out. I had to move my wall-off paddle off to the side because, you know, at one point it was falling in a hole in the stage. And, you know, there was uh, – but that, that was – yeah, those those are some of the things that were absolutely, absolutely, you know, memorable, memorable things. You know? Yeah, there'll never be another. No, nah, definitely. That's awesome. Cool. So, all right. So, uh, we're looking at a early summer, we'll say, late spring, early yeah. summer uh, yep. release. Yep. Cool. That's what we're hoping for. Very cool. Now, will that be another EP or full length or? Uh, you know what? I'm, at, at this point, you know, um, I had this conversation with somebody the other day that, that you know what? When you release hard copies of, of anything, an EP costs the same amount of money to press, you know, to make CDs, right. a thousand copies, two thousand copies, as it does if it's got thirteen songs on it. So, I'm really looking to, you know, go between, you know, let's say between ten and thirteen songs on this one. Um, that that that's my goal, you know, to get as many on there, you know, and you know, I'm not just talking about just slapping a bunch of crap together and throwing it on there, but a good solid thirteen. Ass kicking tunes, I think, is is going to be is going to be where we're at on this one. So that's uh, nice. 
All right. Well, where can uh, where can everybody find you and find uh, find uh, spiritual sickness and keep up to date with everything, tour dates, music, and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Well, if you if you're looking for any of our stuff to to uh, to buy, download, and whatnot, we're on everything. We're on Apple Music, iTunes, CD Baby, Bandcamp, all of that stuff. You know, just search out spiritual sickness. Same thing with YouTube. You can check out some of our stuff on YouTube. Uh, limited videos, but there's some cool stuff up there. And uh, we have two sheets to have a website, so we just use Facebook, and that uh, is Facebook.com, Spiritual Sickness Metal is our, uh, it's our lovely little page. Right. That's where you can find out where everything's going on, and, uh, you know, you can uh, you can look me up, too, uh, Ed Mischke, and, uh, you know, friend me, I'll send you some free music, anybody want to check it out. I might as well just give it to you, because there's no point in you trying to steal it, just you can have it. The only thing the hard copies are really for is for the show is when, you know, T-shirts and, you know, we, we have all sorts of merch, too, if you're, uh, if you're interested. And, uh, yeah, reach out, man. We, we, we'd love to see uh, some new fans at the shows coming up, and, you know, uh, we can't wait to get back out there and start, you know, kicking ass again. Very cool, very cool. Well, Ed, this is uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad you're doing much better, man. That's awesome. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a thing to come back from. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and and I'm a lucky guy, man. And thanks for you know thanks for your support. I always have to say, man, you know you guys are doing this for you know for nothing, and uh, it's it's a dedication that I can respect because I have it for my craft as well, you know. And uh, without guys like you, we we wouldn't have anything. So thanks, thanks for everything. We really appreciate it. Much appreciated. Well, let's uh, let's uh, share with the world with uh, what you're really here for, and that's the music. So let's. Uh, I got the tune "Your Life Is Mine" queued up and ready to uh, to rock. So let's do this for everybody. So here you go. Here's some uh, spiritual sickness for everybody. Your life is mine. Take care, Ed. Hey, thanks, buddy. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll update you as soon as we got some new stuff. I'll reach out, man. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, buddy. Have a great night. You too. Take care.
All right, well, there you go. Spiritual sickness. Good stuff. Your life is mine. Nice guy, man. <laughs> Real nice guy. Dude, I, I can actually, I could talk to him like, like his, that New York accent. He had, he had a great attitude with the New York accent, and he just sounds like he would <laughs> be a fun guy to hang out and eat a pizza pie with, and as he said, a hero, which is actually a hoagie. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, yeah. And he actually, he plays actual metal, not crappy new metal like I have to suffer through. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's metal. That's true metal. That's old school fucking metal right there, boy. Good stuff. Ugh. Gotta get them guys down to Philly. Oh, yeah. I'm going to a quote-unquote metal concert tomorrow. Oh, yeah, for who? With who? Or, or no, see, I'm going to tell you, and then you're going to laugh at me because it's not metal, but please remember that I said quote-unquote metal. <laughs> Is All this right? that? Um, okay, go ahead. It's uh, Falling in Reverse, Motionless in White, and Dead Girls Academy. Yeah. Your daughter really is into that whole motionless and white thing, huh? Oh, like she, I, uh, I made the mistake of buying her this ticket to uh, the, the band. Like, they took over a bowling alley and they had like a private party and they invited fifty fans. They're the first fifty to get tickets, and I was lucky enough to get two of the tickets. So I sent her and my wife, and um, like they hung out with them for like three hours just. You know, because they're not a super famous band, so they don't have nothing better to do. You know what I mean? But, like, now she's completely obsessed with them, yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what. Um, that uh, Rock Allegiance Festival I went to back in, what was September or whatever it was? Um, yeah. They were on that show, and their T-shirts, like, were probably a big percentage of the shirts I saw saw people wearing was motionless and white like I, I and that's all i kept thinking of was your daughter i was like holy shit like this, i mean they're, they're, they got like a huge following oh yeah she has like a hoodie that she got from some guy that mail that she got from ebay from california who got it like the first time they ever went out on tour it's like their first hoodie <laughs> like it's like her most prized possession a hoodie yeah, because it's like one their merch that they first started selling or wherever the hell they're from. And right. uh, yeah, man, I the thing is though that it, it it's not metal. You know what I mean? Like, I it, I'll tell you what, and I, I I I I hate to say it, Becca. I'm sorry if you're listening. I didn't like them. Like I was yeah, I, it, like when I I saw these people wearing their shirts and all, I was getting excited, and, and I'm like, all right, maybe you know. Maybe I'm missing the boat on something here. And then I just I they sound like a lot of the you know, a lot of the new the new Benel bands or whatever you want to call them, they do they all sound alike. A lot of them do. They do, and it's strange because like they're not as hard as metal used to be. You know what I mean? Like they're just like it's I don't I I don't know. It's teenage metal. Like that's the only thing I can say. Like it's like starter metal. Right, right. <laughs> oh, metal. man. Too funny. 
All right. Well, let's uh, we're at actually the halfway point of the show, so let's take let's take commercial break now. Get that out of the way. Pay the bills. Keep uh, keep the lights on. The power going and the show's afloat. And uh, we'll come back on the flip side. We'll talk some stuff. And uh, ten o'clock we have Nikki Lee calling in. And then when we're done with her, we'll talk some more stuff. So uh, everybody, stay tuned. Don't go away. Check out our sponsors. We'll be right back. This is Aru Sheik. Don't be jabroni. Listen to the uh, number one radio station, Tolo Tolo station, and. We have a good day. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives' quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember... $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Uh, This is Robbie Rist. I do a lot of stuff. 
you're listening to Totally Driven Radio, and it, I'm totally driven by it. You know, I, I keep coming across, like, when I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm doing work and stuff, I have, like, my iTunes going, and there's a lot of uh, our old episodes on my iTunes and uh, right. I, I come across his interview a lot, and it's just a fun interview. You re-listen to it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I do. I, I mean, like, not the whole thing. Cause like, I mean, like the way you're talking is like you would re-listen to a song. You know, you popped up on YouTube, so whenever you see it, you hit it. Like, I'm imagining you listen to this thing like five times. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I probably have. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get sucked, I get sucked back into the interviews. Like it's it's interesting stuff to me. It's weird. Well, I, I think that you have a really specific interview style too. That like, it's just conversation. You know what I mean? Like you don't really right. have an agenda to the conversation. You're not trying to, you know specifically get information or get them to say something. You just got to let them talk. And it tends to make, even with some of our more boring guests. Right. Right. Like there was somebody, I taped an interview with somebody a couple weeks back. And from, from hello, I was like, oh, this is going to be brutal. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I don't want to say, yeah, just like, the tone of the voice, you can just tell, like, the person was just not, like, a, 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 like, there was no enthusiasm or charisma at all to his voice. And you can, I, like, hey, what's hello. up? Yeah, it was just, like, a total downer. I was just like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So, yep, part of the game. So, did 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 either of you guys see? Uh, there was this video going around Facebook the other day of the young kids play doing Scarface. <laughs> I see. I saw it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What in heaven's name was that? No, like, do you know how many people approved of that? Like, not. Like, not just the passive people, like the teachers and the parents and everybody that knew it was going to happen. I'm talking about the actual people that, like, paid for the props and, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, so many people need to be fired. Dude, like, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Janetti, have you seen this? It was like, it was like the, it was like Bugsy Malone. But Scarface. <laughs> yeah, it, I, like I, I, I felt, I felt bad laughing at it. Like, I, I, I just, and the part that really like puts it in perspective is when <laughs> like, I don't know if it's a teacher or a parent walks off, walks the last kid on the stage to kill Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, the but like the was, mountain of popcorn, like right. oh, come on, <laughs> dude. You know, it's funny because uh, it was Tuesday. I saw this, and and you know, I, I had to share it out, and 
all types of people are commenting back and forth. Oh, excuse me. So Tuesdays I go see my therapist. <laughs> so I brought it up to my therapist. I was like, did you happen to see uh, this video going around Facebook? And I'm telling her about it. And she's just looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you have to watch this. And I, I pull out my phone and I play it for her. Dude, I, I wish like people could have seen her face. Like she was horrified, <laughs> just completely horrified. She she and she just looked at me she, like blank face. Like her face like turned pale white, completely blank. And she goes, "I got nothing." <laughs> That's it. She, she <laughs> oh oh man. man. Oh. I, I love when he kills uh this his sister. He kills the. Uh, <laughs> Kills his right hand man, and then the sister comes out. Thank you, Tony. And then he shoots her, and you hear her go, "Ah!" <laughs> but if you ever, if you're ever doing a, a like a second grade play, and you have to say, "Okay, this is going to take the place of cocaine," don't do it. You know what I'm like? <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> but I can't believe they actually had the, the girl doing the Michelle Pfeiffer role. She's like, Tony, you do coke and you kill people. That's boring. I'm like, what? Oh, man. You son of a bee. <laughs> At that point, you go all the way. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Instead of the fudging, I mean, just, just, you know, say fucking. But the the kid. What's your defense? You're going to be like, well, we didn't let them curse. That's great, but a second grader knows what a quaalude is now. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Dude, like. How has that not ended up on the news? And, and you know what I mean? Like, I, I could have swore, like, by Wednesday morning, that would have been on the news. No, but, uh, yeah, like, that's the world we live in, though, dude. Like, people, uh, a bunch of grown-ups looked at that and were like, no, this will work. It's okay. And not just grown-ups, they like professionals. People that would look at me from my outside appearance and be like, I bet you that dude's like a dishwasher. You know what I mean? Like people that are supposed to have like proud professions and degrees and shit looked at this and were like, I think we could get away with Scarface. Oh, holy cow. (laughs) This is old. Okay, here we go. I, I just looked it up on YouTube. It's actually six years old. I saw it a couple weeks ago, for the probably for the first time. Yeah, I've never seen it before. How many views does it have? Now, on YouTube, it's got 4.7 million views, right? Yeah. When I saw it the day, I saw it Tuesday late afternoon on uh, – somebody had uploaded it onto Facebook, and it was being shared out. It was like at 
by time I showed it to my um, my therapist, two three hours later tops, there was another two million views it had from that point. It, it almost makes me wonder if it was staged. You know what I mean? Like like a bunch of parents. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but the way you said that, it sounded funny. Of course it was staged. You don't think these kids are doing that shit for real, do you? Come on, man. No, but I'm you sorry. You know what I'm saying, it, though. No, I know, I know. But I was like, wait a minute. Of I course feel, it was I feel staged. like the parents, the parents almost certainly, like, this could have been done in, a, in, a, in an empty school. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could have just filmed it for YouTube. Yeah, I'm probably sure it was because you would have heard even if this was done six years ago i guarantee you would have heard the outrage from the parents of the other people or from the other kids there or whoever was watching this crap i'll tell you what there's a there's a news thing here about it from six years ago and hold yeah. on there's yeah. also i am talking to mark classbelt he is the director of a video that's Definitely gone viral. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's and over 2.5 million views already. The director it is, called is here. Play. Hello, Mark. With so, CBS News being interviewed. Oh, God, it's a five-minute long interview. I would love to watch that. <laughs> uh, uh, the world we live in. Did you see it, Janetti? No. I've seen, I mean, I've seen the, the, the thing of it. I, I didn't sit down and watch it. Oh, you have to watch so, it. No, I can't. See, man, that stuff just... It's two minutes. It's like two minutes long. <laughs> it's well worth it. Your life will never be the same. I just, yeah. The, the, the hypocrisy and stupidity of people just amazes me every day. You know? Okay, so check this out. Um, I'm on Snopes here, and it says that the video was actually made with professional child actors in a rented theater in Koreatown and directed by Mark Classfield, who's a veteran music video director. Um, He's done a bunch of Lady Gaga's music videos and stuff. And it was a mix of cast members, family members, colleagues, and friends. Okay, even so, there yeah, were still yeah. second grade, it was, like. <laughs> no, you know what, dude? You, you bring up such a great point. Have you ever been watching a show or a movie and then, like, who the hell approved to let their kid go through this? Whatever the scene was or whoever they were acting with or something like that. You know what I mean? Because there's some that are just outrageous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely been. Yeah, and this is the artist that Meryl Streep was thought, was talking about. Yeah. Go, Meryl. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You know, look, can I just tell you guys that like, I think she's overrated too. Like, I'm not a Trump <laughs> supporter, but I, I I think she always plays like old bitch, old angry bitch, old bitch who can dress nice. Widow, old bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like. So, what range does she really have? And 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 I don't know about you guys, but there's zero sex appeal there for me. Even like the younger stuff. 
<laughs> but yet, the, and and also, and and I saw this on Facebook. Um, people, you know, were were showing like meme pictures side by side uh, of her, you know, Sunday night, and then of her like so many years ago. I think it was twelve. Or, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, however many years ago, standing, giving a standing ovation to Roman Polanski. At, no, at and it's one crazy. of these fucking things. Jimmy, if you look at the picture, she's clearly voluntarily giving him a standing ovation because yeah, because nobody Jack else was. Nicholson, uh, yeah, and Nick Cage are sitting right next to her, and they didn't get out of their seats. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, hey, Roman. So you know, I, look that. So to Trump's me is just... dead, but somebody who rapes a thirteen-year-old is cool, right? Because he's an artist, and nobody's. And nobody's ever – there was one guy, there was one guy who, out of, out of all celebrities and everywhere else, who sat there. And after, after that video came out of what Trump said, uh, you know, about being a celebrity, uh, Dave Chappelle came out and said, if you people actually listen to the video, he doesn't talk about doing this himself. He said they let him do it. You know, that women right, won't let right, you do right. anything. He didn't say he, he actually didn't. went around and did it. He said, but they'll let you do anything. And and look, you guys know, you, you, you we, so, semi-celebrity a uh, few years ago, uh, Nick, you've been in, uh, in the spotlight as, a, as have I. You guys know that some of these girls out there are the freakiest fucking bitches in the world. And will let you do anything to them. That's what he was talking about. Absolutely. He's like, being a celebrity, they'll let you do anything to them. You can grab their asses, whatever. You, you know what I mean? Didn't mean he did it. Didn't mean he's, you know, he's going around grabbing people, you know, out of the blue. It meant they'll let you do it. And Dave right, Chappelle and was it, the only one who actually said something about that. It's funny because, in a way, he was sort of pointing out that not how much of like an aggressive molester he was, but how just fucking sellout whorey people can be when they think somebody rich or celebrity is with them. Absolutely. And today it's even worse. These girls now, Bay, I know you haven't seen it. I don't know if you have Nick, but they're uh in in one of the wrestling deals. Um there's a guy who I guess it's uh that tag team that Enzo and whatever his name is. I'm sorry, I don't okay. know. Anyway, yeah. whoever, there's a new tag team uh, in WWE. And space, one of their T-shirts, for, they sell for chicks. It says, I'm a rat. I'm a ring rat. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking, and they're wearing this shit. I'm like, are you fucking serious? That to me is right there with, like, the jogging pants that say porn star on the back of it. Yeah. Like, 20 years ago, if you would have sat there and walked around wrestling and, and Called one of those girls that was actually a ring rat a ring rat, they'd have slapped you in the face. <laughs> You're gonna sit uh, there and seriously, you know. Uh, so, so the stuff out there nowadays, man, it it doesn't surprise me. That's why this this crap with this Scarface kid or anything that shit doesn't surprise me. You can't shock the world anymore. Right. Gone right. are the days that 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 people are gonna be out there like. Uh, terrified of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
you know. <laughs> do you, th- I don't write no that. wonder horror movies don't do anything. They, nobody's shocked anymore. Right. About the shit you do to people. Twice and dice somebody. You know what I mean? It's been done you a million can't times. Shock them anymore. You know. No, but I think it's like that. It's like that everywhere. You, like if that's the same thing when we talk about like the crybaby fanboys. Like this, that's it's exactly the same thing. Like they've seen so much and they've gotten so much of what they want that that they forget that it can all be taken away. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Bitch, you complain that Batman versus Superman wasn't, the, you know, a great film or whatever. But fuck you. Name one other movie that had Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in it. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think the last yeah. time that happened on screen, it was like Saturday morning cartoons of the Super Friends. Oh yes. Yeah. I wasn't no, expecting was Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, but some people were. That's crazy. No, and, that, and that's that's just what I'm saying. It's just people aren't people aren't shocked by anything anymore. They are overly, how do you say that? Uh, self indulged. Everybody is overly self indulged. It's so, you know, yeah, and I, I mean, and I, in, a, in a sense, I am too. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a hypocrite and say I'm not, because I am too. It's I, I was the same way. I didn't like Batman versus Superman. Uh, you know, it wasn't my ver- vision of what it should have been. And and hey, I, I have my opinion. I'm not going to sit there and go spat no, no, it no, off every but, time. But, no, no, no. But you didn't like it. There's a huge difference between not liking it and going on the internet and saying Zack Snyder's children should be burned to death because of what he did to Superman. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's people are just so self-indulged with themselves nowadays, and, and uh, thinking that that their opinion means uh, everything, and it does to them alone. Uh, you know, you may have a few fans of your opinion, but actually, nobody else cares. So, <laughs> uh, so all right. So on that note, actually, uh, it looks like our guest is on the line. She's waiting patiently. Let's welcome her to the show. Not only is she uh, she on Totally Gym Radio right now, but more importantly, she's going to be on the Lifetime channel this Saturday night. You can tune in and check her out in uh, a movie called Open Marriage. Let's welcome to the show Miss Nikki Lee. How you doing there, Nikki? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good. Now, I'm going to tell you a funny story real quick. So okay. today I, I do just that, exactly what I said. I, I share out the trailer for the movie Saturday night and say, Hey, you know, tune in Saturday night on Lifetime. Check out Nikki Lee tonight. Tune in and, um, uh-huh. her on totally Gym radio. I get a text message yeah. from my wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> all she Uh-oh. saw was, yeah. All she saw was open marriage. She's, and she's oh, like, and, <laughs> and then she read the whole thing. She's like, she was like, you had me scared shitless. I didn't know oh. what the hell you were talking about. Oh, no. Yeah, see, that's why you, you have to read everything. People have to be more thorough nowadays. They can't just jump to conclusions if they read one word or two words, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, how hilarious. I hope she's okay now. I hope she's breathing. And she's <laughs> yeah, she's definitely breathing now. Yeah, she, I okay, think she's good. for a few minutes. She def- yeah, uh-huh. she, def- she definitely held her breath. 
<laughs> so yeah, now, I mean it's a, it's a crazy subject. It really is, and that's what I was gonna say. Like when, when you get like when you read a script like this, and, and do you like do you say to yourself like, oh, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be an attention grabber. This is going to create a buzz. Well, of course, and you really hope that that happens with all your projects. You know, whether it's a positive buzz or a political buzz or however, um, you just want it to cause conversation, honestly, which I think this title does very well. Actually, though, this um, title was not the original title, so it's gone through about three different title changes. So it's not like I got the script and it said open marriage and then I was like, oh, this is interesting or whatnot. It was actually a different title. So, yeah. (laughs) They changed it on us last minute. Yeah, like, all right, so I know the one title, it was called To Have and To Kill. To Have and To Kill, uh-huh. Yeah, that's the, now the, I think it's the international um, title. Like, if it's going to be over overseas, I think they um, bought rights with that title. And you're so saying it's going to confuse a lot of people, one? I think. <laughs> but there's another one floating around as well, you're saying? No, I'm just saying that for the um, international buyers... Um, it's, it, it, I think it's still attached as that title, but Lifetime okay. bought it with the title of Open Marriage. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, now, I, I mean, it's all, it's all industry, entertainment, political stuff. I have absolutely no idea. I'm like, I just like my title, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this kind of, like, I'm not a big Lifetime uh, channel person. Like, is this kind of, like, right away, oh, you're I missing thought, like, out. I thought this might be kind of risque for Lifetime, or am I really missing oh, out? Oh, God, you are totally missing out. Really? Lifetime is crazy. Oh, my gosh. You can always think that Lifetime is going to have a very um, thrilling and twisted um, movie. It's kind of known for their, like, intense plot twists and, um, you know, kind of someone, usually someone dies or there's, like, um, highly sexual content or something it's like really um you know it's like thrilling it's very edgy so yeah this is perfect for lifetime actually you need to get back on the lifetime train like it's it's a good one see i thought it was always like um it was always a lot of well not girly but like girly revenge movies like girl treated Ah. by man and she gets her revenge Mm -hmm. which i'm cool with but Uh, it just the same thing over and over Right. No. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are some of those, of course. Um, but no, uh, I, Lifetime movies like are really guilty pleasures, in my opinion. I have loved Lifetime movies since I was really little because I remember watching this one. It was called The Stalking of Lori Show, and it was like, oh, to me, it was like the best thing ever. I VHSed it. You know, I recorded it on VHS and would watch it all the time. Um, but like, it was about you know this this girl who would who um, was new to a school and the popular girl, you know, took her in and then started being like really psycho. And, you know, eventually I think she like killed the girl or something like that. I don't know, but it was like really, really intense. So that kind of is what drew me into Lifetime movies. And um, then from then on, I've just kind of seen how Lifetime is just really known for edgy stuff. So you, it's always thrilling. Like I, I always love staying home and kind of, having a glass of wine or something and watching a Lifetime movie. And also, every time that I've told people that I have a show on Lifetime, you know, everyone's like, ah, it's, it's probably going to be good. Because most of them are just like, you know what a Lifetime movie is all about. It's like, like I said, very edgy and thrilling. And um, whether it be a romantic concept or um, a sexual concept or 
um, you know, just maybe like some life troubles or something like that. But it's um, it's always something very intense. Okay, you, you sold me. So I so I'm gonna I'm checking <laughs> Saturday night, and, and then yes. I'm gonna have to become like a lifetime channel person. Oh my god, it's really fun. Yeah, they really are fun. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Did you ever see the old ones with like Corey Spelling and things like that? Yeah, like I remember, uh, I remember um, who was the one from Facts of Life? That's the one I keep picturing in my head. Nancy McKean. Uh, okay. I remember. I remember her being in one, and it was just like she was uh, the battered wife, and she fought back, and you know, and Mm -hmm. I always just picture like uh, those old Farrah Fawcett movies, the the Burning Bed, like those being like the epitome of lifetime movies. Okay. Yeah, I mean they've stepped up their game. (laughs) (laughs) I guess since then or something, but yeah, I mean like I said, like you know, edgy stuff. So like you saw the abusive like. You know, it's, like I said, it could be sexual content or even abusive, or it's just always very intriguing, and it, like, sucks you in. Sometimes it's it's just, like, guilty pleasures, really. I don't know. I really am stoked to be on a Lifetime movie because, like I said, I was a fan since I was younger, so it's something that I can really connect with. <laughs> now, this seems <laughs> to have, uh, you know, it, it's it's got what the title says, Open Marriage. Um mm-hmm where it explores uh, a couple who's having some marriage troubles and they start to venture into this uh, new uh, lifestyle. And then it seems right. like it turns into like a, um, like a stalker movie. Like a, uh-huh. Yeah. Like a single white female. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. So wow. that's what I love about this movie is there's just, so you think it's going to go one way and then it like does a plot twist on you and, yeah, it really keeps you guessing and is a movie that you really would want to follow from beginning to end. So I really enjoy that and appreciate that. Yeah, it it, it looks tw- a little twisted. Like, it looks like you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it is like, a little bit. I love that, though. Hot. Yeah, you're like, this is going to be hot. And then you're like, oh, this is, like, kind of twisted. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I'm, like, so excited for everyone to see it because it really is so many levels. I love that. That's awesome. Now, do you know mm-hmm. what, uh, what time it's going to be on offhand, or? Um, 8 p.m. It's prime time Saturday, so um, oh. it says 8 p.m. Central, but I, I don't know if that also means um, here in the system. So I'm just going to put it out there 8 p.m. <laughs> Check your local listings. How's that? There you it's go. lifetime. There you go. <laughs> Check your local listings. Funny. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> now you're it's like really a though. You're like a, a super busy person, like uh, with with 2017 upon us, because you got like all these other projects getting ready to hit as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. It's a really cool year for me. Now you're going to be on. It's it's a new streaming service. I I never I didn't even heard of this. And actually, my co-host Nick, who's a major TV buff, um, mm-hmm. it's called Black Pills. Yeah, so you know how we have like Netflix and Hulu and all that. Um, it's one, it's called Black Pills, and first it's opening up in the United States and in France simultaneously, okay. and then it's going to be worldwide. So um, it's going to have a lot of content. It's um, This one in particular that I'm in is called A Girl is a Gun, and um, you, if you think Grindhouse, um, Quentin Tarantino type things, that's exactly what this kind of is, actually. It's really oh. awesome. It's really edgy, very, um, very action-packed. 
So it's wow. completely opposite of what the lifetime is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that, though. I think the diversity in it is like, I I can't be more thankful. And uh, Denise Richards is on this as well. Yes, she is. Yeah. She does great. Um, yeah, it was really cool working with her. Actually, the director of Open Marriage has also directed Denise Richards. So when I told him uh, that Denise Richards was in this project, he was like, oh, my God, tell her hi. And it was really cool that I got to kind of, you know, cross-connect that. Oh, that's awesome. Now, how about yeah. I saw you, did a, you did an episode a while ago of uh... – Two and a half men. Did you did you like share any uh, Charlie Sheen stories with Denise, or was that like a taboo uh, song? <laughs> no, um, no, uh, no. You know, Charlie is actually a really, really nice guy. He's very respectful, even though everyone gets a different like opinion and vi- a view of him um, in the public, and they're very judgmental. And everyone has an opinion, right? So sure. it's like it's kind of ridiculous, but. Um, yeah, he's he's really really a nice guy. Now that's because I know I have met him and um, you know been at a thing with him outside of Two and a Half Men. When I was on Two and a Half Men, I had Ashton Kutcher. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Okay. And John Cryer, right? Because I think that was his thing. But yeah, so it was a you know it got to be kind of a different show, but it was still it was still beautiful to be on because it was such a well oiled machine and it really went smoothly and. It was really cool because this is um, you practice all week um, the episode that you're working on so that, you know, you try it out Monday and then if the writers don't like how this was, so they'll rewrite it and then you try it out Tuesday and if they don't like it, like literally it goes through rewrites like all week. And then on oh, Friday, okay. we, yeah, I know it's crazy. So people have to really be on their toes. Um, so Friday it becomes a live audience and you film it in oh. front of a live audience. So that was really interesting, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm used yeah. to, you know, just having the crew or whatnot and a camera and director, DP and all that. But, yeah, with this, we actually had – it was very quick. It, like, moves along really quick. But it's because we practiced all week, you know. So we were right. ready to kind of do a live show. And it's really nice when you have the audience there to, like, laugh with you and – um, you really feel the laughter of the room and the positive energy, and yeah, it's it's a lot, a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that way it's like basically a double performance. Like you're performing not only for the crowd but for the camera as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it becomes so much more. Oh, that's awesome. Now yeah. the the, uh, the a girl with a uh, girl is a gun. Is this like mm-hmm. going to be like a, a regular series on Black Pills or a one-time sh- uh, movie or? Mm-mm. No, it's it's going to be um, a series. Being released is um, because everybody has you know short attention spans nowadays. I feel like um, right. they you know and everyone's so instant. They need instant gratification. So everyone is kind of trying to find these ways to satisfy that. And um, with that, Black Pills has you know created this A Girl Is a Gun, and it's going to be released all at once to be like a movie that you can binge watch all the way through. It's going to be like an hour and let's just say for argument's sake, an hour and a half. But then what it's going to be is actually like 10 episodes that are cut into whatever 15 minute increments type of deal. So you can watch an episode or two episodes or all the way through. And because it's released all at once, you know what I mean? So that's how this uh, format is, which is, kind of awesome and you know for those people who even 
I don't know, are waiting at the airport or just waiting around for their car to get done or whatever they're doing. And, um, right. you know, they have so like, let's say they have a half hour, they can watch like three episodes of this and then, you know, do it on the plane or after or whatever. Um, so it's really kind of gearing and satisfying nowadays our expectation and instant need. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's got to really be cool, though. It, it, it is cool, and it's got to be an exciting time for actors and actresses with all these streaming services um, that are already in existence and coming out, and they're all bringing this original content and all incredible content. It's not like it's crappy stuff. It, it's great television. Yeah. Well, competition and, every you know, there's so many different ways to get your project out there. You know, it used to just be kind of cable and, and movies type of idea. Right. And then, you know, then we got like HBO and Showtime, and then we started getting all all sorts of different ones. Now we have Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and Crackle, and, you know, we have so many, and Black Pedals. <laughs> so it's like, right. it, yeah, I mean, there's just so, and YouTube, you know, it's like there's just so many ways to see different things, and it's, incredible and it's great but it's like wow it that's what's hard to get a show to really be as popular as it once was yeah because there's just too many ways you know or too many different places to go view things yeah so it feels kind of hard which is why people binge watch because they have to hurry up and binge watch you know the the season that they missed or or has been told about you know so that's Mm -hmm. why i think that's become really popular absolutely now, mm-hmm. what's uh, you have another project coming out? It's a it's a comedy with uh, Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Um, so that I got done filming in November. I uh, flew to Istanbul, Turkey, and uh, filmed out there. And then I filmed one week in um, Texas. So that's where Steve Gutenberg was. It's actually a sequel. It's called I Love You Too. It's phonetically spelt, so like A Y L A V Y U T U, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I auditioned I in English, like and I sent. What? I feel like such a jackass. I was looking at that. I'm like, this movie's called Allah You Too. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I love you too. <laughs> yeah, it's phonetically spelt. I know. It's so. I know. I was like, don't even worry about it. I'll get you. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, it was great. Um, I auditioned in English, and I sent in, like, tapes for this role. And all of a sudden, on a Monday call, and they're like, we would like to hire her for the role, um, but we need to get you on a plane by 8.30 p.m. to go to Istanbul for a month and a half. So I had, like, four or five hours to, you know, organize my life and find my dog, you know, to be okay and just pick up and kind of leave and I get there and uh, I'm studying on the plane you know my English version script and then all of a sudden it's the second day I'm there and he they hand me a Turkish script and uh, it's all in Turkish and I was like this is awesome but you know I can't read this I'm sure you guys are aware and they're like yeah yeah bring it to your um your lessons and I thought I just had like all they told me was I would be having a translator with me, which I thought was very generous. And all of the, and I bring my script, and 
we started going from, you know, the bare basics of learning a language, and I started learning the alphabet, and lo and behold, I am the lead in this Turkish film, and now I spoke Turkish in it. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I had one week before we started shooting to learn, um, to start learning it, because I only got this um, wonderful speech and acting coach in Turkey named Cha. She... um was with me for two weeks. One, the first week was the week before we started shooting, and then I had her the first week of shooting. And then I had, I really had to learn how to um, read and write Turkish. So I did. Um, and, oh, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. So oh. I, yeah, I had to learn, I had crash course on learning Turkish. It was pretty awesome, and I, I really cannot wait for it to come out because it's really, really funny at the same time. Um, it's kind of like a Borat meets My Big Fat Greek Wedding type of spin. So it's really, really funny. And the first one didn't really have subtitles, actually. And um, then eventually I did find a version with the subtitles. But I watched it first without subtitles. And um, it was still hilarious because of the total cultural disconnect and the physical comedy and just the situations that these people would be in that you would just like, you can see their reaction is just like, I, they just don't get it. And it just, I don't know. It's absolutely hilarious in my opinion. So I'm really excited for this new one to come out. And, um, it's very, very, very popular over in like Europe and the middle East and stuff. So that's going to be a, a really huge premiere, um, that I'm really, really excited about. Oh, cool. Now where yeah. will we be? It's going to be a, a film. It's a feature film. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Right. So I think it will be like in theaters in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll slowly ah, make cool. its way at some point on, I'm sure, DVD or a streaming service. Or that that's my goal. I haven't been able to talk too much to them yet to really know, but um, I think that would be the smartest decision because it has, you know, it has Steve Gutenberg and myself, and Steve Gutenberg has, you know, a worldwide audience in my opinion. Yeah. He's very popular in Turkey, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, his movie, oh, yeah, his movie, Police Academy, is like, oh, my God, Turkey loves Police Academy. That's funny. Isn't that, that hilarious? I love that. <laughs> and you play his daughter. <laughs> I do play his daughter, yeah. Oh, I do. Funny. And he's a gem. He's really awesome. He's you know, a really nice, to... positive guy. Oh, that's awesome. When I uh, when I said uh, when I said to my co-host Nick, uh, you're gonna come on, he was like instantly. He's like, Nikki Lee, wait, wait, she she was on uh she was on uh, that show Matador. We and we had Christina yeah. on a while ago. Yeah. Oh my God. Really? Wow. Nick, awesome. He recognized that. Yeah, yeah. Matador was amazing too. With uh, yeah, Robert Rodriguez as a director. Aw. Aw. That's really nice. <laughs> How about that? It yeah, being a I love that. Oh, that's really nice. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I keep on. I don't know. <laughs> Weirdo. Weirdo. Don't mind me. <laughs> no, no, something that's cool uh, that he recognized that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, he's like a TV nut. That's I, that's I, he's a he's the true TV gu- guru. Oh, no, I love and, that. And you know what? This isn't the first time we had uh, Ian Anthony Dale on, and I was like, "Dude, I remember you were in an episode of Angel," and he was like, "Oh my!" I'm like, "I had to. I was in it for three seconds. How the hell do you yeah. remember that?" Right. 
wow. You just, like, how do you remember that type of stuff? Do you have some sort of photographic memory, or are you just a real big fan of those little... Certain, when I'm a fan of something, I'm a fan of it. You know, I just, uh, Magical was, was, like, my favorite new show of the season that year, and uh, so oh. I, I knew, like, everything about it. And then we had Christina yeah. on the show, and yeah. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, all of them were so awesome. It was a great show. I was it was supposed to be picked up for a season two and I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, they're kind of stalled with original programming right now. They only have one or two shows. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, good luck and hopefully it it works out and maybe something comes back because it was a really awesome show and it was a great, great, great cast. Um, everyone really got along and became kind of a family. It was really beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. That's always nice when you have a show or a movie that um, everybody really vibes and it can become a family like that. Absolutely. It's got to make it a lot more, uh, a lot more fun. Oh, definitely. A lot more fun. And yeah, you kind of look forward to going to work and you just have, it means more and it really stays in your memory a bit better with, you know, a positive in more of a positive way, I guess you could say. Absolutely. A couple more things and real quick, and then I'll let you go. Please. Uh, oh, God. One, one thing was uh, you did a fantasy sports show you were a host of uh, on Sirius XM. Yeah, uh-huh, I did. I'm a huge sports fan, huge. I love it. I go to I go to basketball and hockey games all by my lonesome sometimes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I really have, actually. Um, just cause, you know, sometimes I get tickets last minute from people cause I put it out there always that I just love going to sporting events and I don't know, I don't have time to call up a girl and be like, Hey, you want to go? And they'll be like, hold on, I got to get ready. And I'm like, Nope, I'm leaving. So, <laughs> so I just gotta go. <laughs> I have, I've, I grew up with more like guy friends to have that like dude mentality of if you want to go do something, you just get in the car and go. So I'm like, no, it's kind of hard for me to like wait around for a bunch of people. So I just kind of end up going by myself and I really just enjoy, I like to people watch and things like that. So it just ends up becoming really fun and I meet new people all the time. And I just, I love that. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to bond over a sport, you know, so you don't have to go with anybody. (laughs) I guess that's where it comes in. Like, it kept saying, like, in in multiple things I was reading about you, like, that you kept, like, your self-proclaimed tomboy. And, you know, you look at you and you're like, how the hell is she a tomboy? Like, you can't (laughs) picture. (laughs) Right. Well, I grew up totally being a tomboy. I was was really that, that girl. Um I had to, I feel like I kind of had to learn to be more feminine, honestly. <laughs> like, I would, you know, I would just rather be, a, like, in total dress-down clothes and go and, like, do sports and, you know, go play and just do that stuff rather than, like, I don't know what girls do, honestly. <laughs> I can't even give you a comparison. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, just, yeah, I just, I appreciate more of, more of the guy stuff. Like, I love sports. I love cars. Um, I love watches. Yeah, nice I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm like that type. I'm not a through-through person. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, let me ask you the sports question then. Uh, I guess the biggest news as of late, because you're, you're out there in Hollywood, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. You're now getting the Chargers. Uh, are you excited? Uh, no. 
I mean, I love the Chargers. I'm a huge Charger fan. My family, my dad grew up in San Diego. We have season tickets. I'm a huge fan. Um, and I really just wish they would have stayed in San Diego because I think that San Diego deserves it. I think San Diego is a great fan base. I think it's just the perfect spot for the Chargers. I think San Diego Chargers is amazing. I don't know why. Well, the only reason I can think of that um, we could take on the Chargers is because we're obviously getting this huge new stadium, and uh, they they really need games to fill it because there's only like, I don't know, I think Rams only have, what, like seven home games, you know? So it would be spending all this money for for a, a handful of games, you know what I mean, and uses. Right. So that's why they, I feel like that's why they're kind of bringing in more to make it, make sense and to pay for itself in this arena and um yeah i just oh i wish they weren't i think i guess it's cool because i'll go to more games but it's i mean did you see their freaking logo yeah i'm not here the la i'll tell you i wanted to just like turn it off and go yeah i i love the classic um i always like the chargers and i love like the old school classic uniforms, the throwback uniforms, and that, that mm-hmm. powder blue. Oh, they're the best throwback, yeah. Yeah, and, and even, like, the classic, uh, you know, from when I was a, a young kid watching, like, Dan Fouts and the whole Air Coriel era and all, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I always liked the Chargers, and I mm-hmm. saw this morning, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me, and then I saw the logo, right. I'm like, oh, they just make it Ugh. stop, no, please. Yeah, I seriously, like, once I saw, I literally dropped my phone. When I saw it, I was like, dude, was this our only option? I was like, do people not put up, like, a million logos and say, let's pick the best one, not the only one? I was like, this is ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I really felt like I felt like calling somebody or writing a letter like they used to <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> or you wrote a letter when you're really mad about something. <laughs> Too funny. I really, I can't. Like, why and why, like, why just to... I have one thing to nitpick out of it. It's like, why is the lightning bolt going through the A, side of the A? Like, why isn't it going down like the L? Or why isn't it, I don't know. I just it was like, why is it so plain? And why it is it's just so bad? Yeah. Someone it's got like paid for that. Do you understand that? Yeah. I'm like, someone got paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone like got paid they, to they, make that shitty logo. Yeah, they they took the the Dodgers uh, logo and they electrified it. I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's horrible. I just would rather even just a plain LA and just make the colors different. I don't know. It was yeah. like I can't. I don't really understand what was going through their head. Oh, I don't know. I really don't. So, so you know how I feel about that now. <laughs> <laughs> Something you 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 mentioned there before your little uh, Chargers tirade uh, that you're a car lover. Uh huh. Huge car what? lover. I love to drive and I love cars. Oh my gosh. What's your yeah. favorite car? Um. Uh. Well. Uh. Thing. My favorite car. <sighs> so two years ago for my birthday, I saved up for about nine years. And I bought myself my dream car. And I bought myself a brand new Corvette convertible. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So 
my dream car, I could say all these cars, but honestly, I feel like I drive my dream car. So the new Corvette. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And my dad is so jealous. It's amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's who that I bonded was... with over cars. That's who, that's who started it. it was me and my dad. That's why, like, everything is kind of with my dad. That's why I feel like I was like my dad's son, even though I have a brother. I was always the one playing sports with him, and I was always the one, like, going through different car magazines, and we would always do things like that. So, Awesome. Yeah, the Corvette, like, since I was a little kid, was always my car. I had three of them, and I'm dying to get mm. one. What's your favorite? Uh, besides a Corvette? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, good. Right now, I have a, uh, a 2014 Plum Crazy Purple Charger. Ooh, nice muscle. So and, and, and I like that. Um, yeah, I, I am completely happy with that car. I, it drives like a Cadillac, and I can punch mm. it, and it'll fly like the wind. So I, I, I'm yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's really beautiful when you love your car, right? <laughs> like oh, when totally. people are like, "Tell me your your favorite car, your dream car," and it's like, "Well, I own it, <laughs> or I drive it." Like you know, it's like I absolutely love it. So I just think that that's really nice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's an uh-huh. important for being a car nut. It's like such an important part of <laughs> of of the person. Like I, I I'm goofy. Like I need to have a car that I can truly love to own and drive. Yeah. If not, I'm oh, miserable. same here. Same here. Honestly, I mean, I weirdly enough, I also still have my first car ever. It's about to have its like. 12th birthday <laughs> but like I absolutely love but I can't see myself like driving any other like kind of everyday car because I love it like it's really amazing when you love it and I just can't understand like what I would choose otherwise for an everyday car you know for that everyday drive I just I haven't fallen in love with another car you know I had I fell in love with the new Corvette so I bought it but that's you know that can't right. be my everyday car I need a I need a trunk type deal um, or if I need to bring it to an airport or pick someone up, you know, I just have to be practical. So I kept my first car and it's like, I was originally going in to buy a different car and like, you know, trade in or sell, um, my original, my practical car, but I just, I couldn't fall in love with anything. So I was like, screw it. We're going to go for the dream. (laughs) Right on. Now what's, what's the practical car? What's your first car? Oh, my first car is a Toyota Corolla S. How do you go from driving a Toyota Corolla to a Corvette? <laughs> well, I saved a lot of money. <laughs> that was first and foremost. But um, I just, you know, it's like this was the car I had when I was in high school, and I was I was cool with it. I loved my car. I always have, always will. And um, I knew I had to upgrade to something, which I thought I was going to upgrade to something like, I don't know, like a Lexus or a Cadillac or something like that. But right. then I couldn't find anything that I really loved. So, like you said, you know, if you don't love it, you, it's hard to really make that big purchase or anything like that. So, I was ready, you know, the money was burning a hole in my pocket. I knew what I really, really wanted deep down, but I was like, that's so dumb. Why would I do that? You know, I was trying to play the, the mommy role with myself and be like, you don't need this. But then I just couldn't <laughs> find anything. I just couldn't find anything. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep what I love and I'm going to get another love. That's like all I can do. There you go. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, right? It's working out so far. (laughs) Well, this has been a lot of fun, and 
Yeah, so Saturday night's a big night. Yeah, yeah Saturday open marriage. Yeah, check your local listings. Um, please do. Um, it's gonna be really cool. Um, I'm going to be live tweeting during the whole movie. And, oh, cool. And uh, yeah, and then afterwards, I'm gonna be doing a Facebook live. So I really want to hear everyone's opinion and. Um, yeah, I just want to really interact with everybody who cares enough to watch it. I think it's really awesome, and that's the least I can do. That, now, that could get you, like, kind of crazy for you, because you have, like, tons of followers and people who love you and all that other stuff. So I think it's going to get out of hand. You know, uh, just wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can do is just hope for the best. I mean, I really, it'll be really awesome to hear people's opinions or, you know, what they think, or I just think it's going to be really nice because I can't assume I'd rather know correctly and let's just see what happens, I guess. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And one last thing before I let you go, if I can get you to cut a quick ID, uh, this is Nikki Lee and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Sure. This is Nikki Lee, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Thank you. And good luck this week. Yeah, and uh, hope to talk to you again sometime soon. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I really am excited. I don't know if um, I could maybe tell people where they can find me, um, Twitter and stuff like that, just in case. or. Yeah, dude, throw them plugs out there. Awesome. Um, okay, my Instagram is uh, Miss Nikki Lee, M-I-S-S-N-I-K-K-I-L-E-I-G-H. And in that bio, you can see everything from Twitter and Facebook, but um, my Twitter and Facebook is Nikki Lee XO. Please remember that you have to look for the blue check verification. There's a lot of people who make fake accounts for all sorts of celebrities, so I just want to make sure that everyone understands that there is a blue verification check for a reason. Yeah. So make sure you look for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not blue check, it's not me. (laughs) Yeah. Look for that blue check, people. You'll know when you see. First off, you'll know when you see her, and then second off, all you can do is look at the number of followers she she has, and you'll be Mm -hmm. like, "That's the real one." Right. Right. That's true. It's a good. Yeah. Thankfully. And look for the green Corvette. (laughs) The green one. You have (laughs) white. Oh, you white got a white red interior. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, nice. Very, very nice. Very nice. Good. I know. I know. Well, take Total care of my California, corner. too. <laughs> <laughs> With pleasure. With pleasure. Absolutely. You know, the first week after I bought it, um, I was a total dude, and I sat in my garage, and I, like, drank. Well, I drank wine instead of beer. But I literally just sat in my garage and looked at my car. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like a total dude because I've seen guys do that. And I was just like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> that is awesome. You got to see, I, yeah. I just bought my wife uh, a few months back a 2000. She wanted a Dodge Magnum, which is like uh-huh. the wagon uh, version of yep, the Charger. Yep. yep. And uh, we found one and uh, it's hot pink. They, the person repainted it like, uh, like pink out. panther pink. Yeah, so it's hot pink, and the hood is uh, like candy candy apple black. It's got a ton of metallic in it. Wild looking. Holy moly. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. She feels badass driving that car, I'm sure. Yeah, so she's got the pink one, and I got the purple one. 
Well, you guys are killing it. There you go. <laughs> Way to go. There you go. <laughs> well, well thank you so of... much for having me. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, let's do it again soon. Heck, yeah, man. I'll have plenty of projects coming out, and we'll we'll chat more. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you, and have a great night or day or great rest of your week. And, yeah, I hope you catch uh, Open Marriage on Saturday at 8 p.m. on Lifetime. Uh, I, I'm checking it out, and I had to make sure to give my uh, wife the precursor that this was just a movie to watch. It's not yes. anything else. Yes. Yeah, it's innocent, I promise. <laughs> oh. All right, oh, Nikki, awesome. thanks again. And, uh, yeah, take care. Thank you, you too. Bye. Bye. All right, well, there she goes. Nikki Lee, check her out this Saturday night on Lifetime. Open marriage. She was awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, a lot of fun. And, and, uh, and I called it too, right, Nick? Yeah. Absolutely, the, dude. Absolutely. The the PR person uh, when we got this situated, he said he he multiple times he said to me, "Just ten minutes. Just keep it to ten minutes. That's all she has is ten minutes." And we went. <laughs> <through>. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think she had a good time and we won her over. Dude, I'm kind of uh, surprised, though, that you didn't know that uh, Lifetime had sort of changed gear. Dude, I, I, you know what? Because I've just was so, um, you know, so used to those style movies. Like whenever I would like be flipping channels, I would just keep flipping. No, totally. Like I, for the longest time, Lifetime was like Texas Cheerleader Murders. Or, like, Mother, May I Sleep With Danger. You know what I mean? Like, it, and it was, like, the, the man-hating, like, he he wronged me and now I'm getting revenge. Like, for a long time. Dude, it was and total man The funny thing is, I can tell you the exact day that it changed. Okay? How the hell do you... <laughs> okay. What was the exact day? Uh, the exact day was July 19th, 2010. Okay? That was the day that the client list came out with Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was a it was a made for lifetime movie that was based on this like real life scandal. And it was about Jennifer Love Hewitt was like a chick who had a kid and her husband went to jail and she couldn't afford to take care of her family. So she started giving hand jobs at like uh, a rub and tub. You know what I mean? And the movie was such a huge success that they spun it off into a TV series. <laughs> I remember it was a series, and I kept wanting to watch it, and I never did. It, it, the next year. She came back, and, yeah, they they sort of reimagined it, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> it went for two or three seasons, and that's when it started becoming all about, like, uh, sexual intrigue and twists and stuff like that, and then also they do those, like, unauthorized stories, like the full house story or stuff like that. But, yeah, they, they've changed a lot. Wow. I... Is there places that's still available to watch, or? 
where what's still available? Uh, that client uh, cliently show. You know what? I think it's on Netflix. Is it? I think so. And it was just like, it was the craziest thing, babe, because <laughs> you were just supposed to look at her and be like, I mean, she's just giving hand jobs because that's all she can do. You know what I mean? Like, like she never even tried to get a job at Walmart or anything. Like, <laughs> in like 90 minutes, she went from being a housewife to like running her own rub and tub. Crazy. That is so Yeah, it, it was nuts. Sybil Shepherd played her mom. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, actually, you know what? Yes, 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 yes. You'll yeah, you'll love this, dude. The guy that she was like it was like her boyfriend. Oh, and or her husband, and he went to jail. You know who it was? It was Jay Garrett. Really, Teddy Sears? Yeah, 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 Teddy Sears. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. My daughter's got such a crush on him. You mention his name, she like just stops. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, here's, like, uh, I guess some bad news. I'm really bummed to hear this. Uh, Our friend Rachel Lorin, who uh, we had on the show last week, uh, she left the other day to head out to Norway. And yeah, um, they were going to be, her and her band were going to be opening two shows for TNT. Well, an hour ago, uh, Rachel's other half, Tony Harnell, who also called in the show last week, he uh, he put up a Facebook post. Uh, and, ugh. Dear Norwegian Airlines, not that it matters to you, but I'm the singer of Norway's very own TNT. I want to personally thank you for nearly destroying an already expensive tour for a successful American artist who was playing some shows with us in Norway. Miss Rachel Lorin, her band was booked on your flight to Copenhagen with a connection to Oslo, but after waiting till 2 a.m., the flight was canceled. Then they were rebooked the following day on another of your flights, and that flight was once again canceled, and this time no effort was put forth on your part to make them get here in time for the first show. You are costing people thousands of dollars and lost income. So much for your so-called low-cost airline as a viable alternative to the long-time reliable Scandinavian airlines. You're actually costing people more money for your fuck-ups. I hope you'll be so kind as to not only reimburse Miss Lorin for her tickets on your shitty airline, but also for the cost of the flights for her band to get to Oslo in time to perform Friday night and having to rebook her band on another reliable airline, Delta, for an astronomical amount of money. Should you not comply with this reasonable request, with request, myself and all my well-known artist friends inside and outside of Norway will continue to alert the public to your horrible airline and will make sure that you will go under even sooner than people are predicting. Yeah. <laughs> so the end of the story, though, is she did get there. Well, she was already there. She, she left 
two days before they did. Oh, that's right. Two days before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess they are trying to get there. Oh, wow. That's Now, does he have uh, does he have that kind of clout over there? Uh, with TNT, yeah, like TNT is like a huge fucking thing over there. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. You fucked up. Yep. <laughs> Just Crazy. make it right. That's all you have to do. You know what I mean? Apologize and make it right. That's all you gotta do. That's it. You know, and that's the power, like, of the internet now is, especially when you have, excuse me, like a celebrity who's unhappy with a certain thing that they get that pissed off on a situation. I mean, that is like, that's a lot of, um, it's a lot of horrible press right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I hope he gets picked up. I hope he gives them hell. Yeah. He gets mad, man. He was really... Don't mess with Rachel, man. He'll fuck somebody up. (laughs) Oh, man. So, let me see here. Let me list... Um, oh, oh, oh. Um, I, I wanted to read these. Uh, there's this new pizza shop that opened. Uh, it's been a month and a half, two months ago, around my way. And um, we were talking food earlier, and uh, I had. Uh, they have a section of sandwiches on their menu, right. and they're called fat sandwiches. Okay. So I'm going to read the one I had the other day. I had what was called the Fat Cougar. It was a cheesesteak with a fried egg on top with fried onions, french fries in the sandwich, ketchup, and you can also add stuff to it. And I added mozzarella sticks onto the sandwich. Oh, wow. What the hell? (laughs) So it was awesome. It was pretty fucking good, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now here, here's a. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read down real quick uh, some of their other ones. Uh, they have uh, the fat blunt, which is cheesesteak, bacon, fries, mozzarella sticks, lettuce, tomato, ketchup, mayo. Okay, that's. I mean, that sounds good. The fat coda, three fried eggs, bacon, sausage, home fries, and ketchup. I'm all about that. Damn, dude. Say, all right, so now you're going to have to go and you're going to have to get like, one of each sandwich and then you have to taste test them for us on YouTube. Right? The fat, <laughs> the fat bitch is a Philly steak, mozzarella sticks, fries, lettuce, tomato, mayo. Buffalo. Buffalo fingers with buffalo sauce, blue cheese, french fries, and lettuce. Like, you killed it with the lettuce. There was no call for lettuce on that sandwich. Right. <laughs> the Fat Boy, and this, is, this one's Marissa's favorite. 
chicken fingers with mozzarella cheese, cheese whiz, bacon, french fries, and ranch dressing. Uh, I don't know. The ranch dressing kills it, though. See, I like my, I like ranch dressing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, here, I, I can't do that. I don't even do ranch with wings. Like I'm like strictly really? blue cheese. Yeah. Uh, I usually do ranch. Um, oh wow. Here's the fat malaka. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheesesteak with chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks. Fries and marinara. That's all right. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. The fat cow is a burger, onion rings, fries, American cheese, and barbecue sauce. Yeah, uh, uh, you like that? You like like barbecue burgers? I mean, I don't mind them. But, I mean, I would pick something else on top besides barbecue sauce first. Yeah, me too, definitely. And the last one is the Fat Mori. It's a gyro <laughs> with fries, tomato, onion, and a fried egg. Okay, now that, that, that's the one for me right there. Yeah, I would do that too. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. That would be my number one choice, I think. And it's not bad. Like uh, one of them sandwiches is only five ninety nine. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean it's like a probably like a six inch roll or whatever. And if you want the full, um, you know, like foot long roll or whatever, it's like two bucks more. Damn. Yeah. All right. So go get them. So go get them. <laughs> Have you seen um those copper pans that they're doing like all the infomercials for now? Yeah, I have one. Yeah, I got one too. We just came the other day. <laughs> do you love it? Uh, you know, I, I I very rarely do cooking anymore, but um, Jess loves them, and you can definitely like taste a difference in the food since uh, since we got them. I uh, I used to never like even mess with trying to cook eggs and stuff like that, but I like I have no problems now, dude. Like, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, those things are the real deal. If anybody out there is doubting them things, they are the real deal. Absolutely. I mean, we've tried all kinds of things to get it to you know what I mean because it's. Guaranteed no stick, like, and I've tried everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, have you tried doing, um, it's like, a, I guess, like a reverse grilled cheese? So you do, like, a one piece of bread with cheese on the outside? It's, yeah, something like that. It's like cheese on the outside, bread, cheese. Bread and cheese. I mean, I would eat it. I, I've never heard of it, but I would try it. That's like one of the things in in like the the little recipe book that comes with it. Like, and, and the other day she was cooking burgers in it, and 
the cheese was like cooking, like coming off the burgers onto the pan, and it was just like coming right off the pan. Like, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I love though if you keep if you leave it on just a little bit longer. Like, I love how you can get like almost a cheese crisp out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. My favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, God! I love food. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love food too. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I really got. Anything else? Uh, anybody want to throw out there before we uh start rocking and rolling it up? No, I think that about covers it. Genetti? <laughs> no, uh, uh, still looking at. Uh... I'll give you guys an update. I made it through three pieces of uh, seaweed before I gave up. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's scary, considering that after the first one, you knew you weren't you weren't liking it. <laughs> But I sat here and I, I slowly got through three pieces. Okay. You know you know how they used to give um you know, the punishment they used to give kids is like castor oil for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There now, Nick, you have a new punishment. Go ahead. <laughs> Seaweed. <laughs> you have to eat this entire tray. Oh, man, green. just one would be punishment enough. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, but uh, our, our comic book shows are coming back soon. Yay. I got to hurry up and get through mine. When do they come back? You know, I don't have the date right now, but uh, I'm super excited because Ronnie Raymond's coming back to The Flash. Yeah. So, I am not excited to see Kevin Smith's just ugly black hole of a daughter on Supergirl. (laughs) She just... Not only is she just a bad actress, she's such a bad actress that she sucks the good acting out of good actors. Like, that's going to be her power on The Flash, because she's that horrible. What's her character? Um, She's, you know what, I forget the name right now, but she's like uh, a character that ends up missing, and they go to this, they go through a portal, and they're on like a slaver's moon that has a Red Sun, and they're trying to save her without their powers, and uh, Roulette is running the thing. So we get to see Roulette again, so that's a huge plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was excited to hear that uh, Mr. Mixoplex, I guess I'm yes. saying that right. I don't know if I ever said that right. I always used to say Mixix Pitalik. There you go. I always Mixix <laughs> Mitzelplex was what I always said, but I don't know if that's right. Anyway, either way. But, yeah, I was disappointed, though, that it wasn't uh, Gilbert Gottfried. 
Should have been Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> At least Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, right. He'll be he's oh, going to the Marvel universe. I heard he's got he's got a uh, he's got upcoming in the Marvel some some something during the Marvel universe. Maybe he's going to be the racket raccoon. Dude, I, I I know it's wrong, but I so hope he's playing Moda. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be really good. <laughs> I don't know how but they yeah. would do it, but it, 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 it would be great. Yeah. But I don't know this guy that's playing Mistleplex, uh, Peter Ghetto. Ghetto. Mm, I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know much about him. Once upon a time, he was uh, originally in. So I don't know. Either way. With uh, with Dinklage though, I mean, I you think obviously he's with with Thanos and everything. He's playing Watcher, right? Well, yeah, it's possible. I guess. I always thought the Watcher was bigger than everybody else. Funny. I didn't think that he was, uh, you know. <laughs> so. Oh, that's right. It's the D- it's the DC watchers that are real little with big heads, right? Is it though? I don't. Re- the, I don't yeah, the Green Lantern it, it, watchers. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Guardians. The Guardians. The Guardians. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't call them the watchers. But yeah, no. Usually, the the only DC watcher that they have uh, that I remember offhand is uh, Metron with his now, chair. Is he the one that was like on the moon and he was just chilling and waiting, but he knew a lot about Thanos? No, no, no. That was DC. The Mar- Marvel was the uh, was that watcher that sat on the okay. moon. The bald, yeah, he's like a big bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, but he was always bigger than everybody else. Right, right. Oh, how funny would that be if fucking Peter Dinklage was playing the tallest guy in the room? Yeah, right. That's what I mean. <laughs> it would be a little odd if he was. <laughs> uh, uh, right now, Bay just wants to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, Bay's like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. All right, Bay, one thing real quick for you, buddy. Uh-huh. Chicago PD. <laughs> uh, what, last night's episode? The last night, the last three weeks, the last season. <laughs> it's been it's there's, been really good. It's there's been a lot going on, man. Yeah. All the Chicago show's been really fucking good. Couple things things I noticed though is that they uh they dropped the whole Al having a, a stepdaughter or a you know a daughter thing. Yeah, totally. Like that's like non-existent. Yeah, yeah, and I guess Antonio he's just gone for now until the new show uh, premieres. Yeah, what's it, Chicago Justice? Yeah, yeah, and I I'm, I I definitely don't trust the new guy. <laughs> like. <laughs> Nah, not at all. Like, I, I think he's, like, going to try to... He wants, like, a piece of Lindsay or something. But I'm telling you, dude, Sophia Bush is just... I mean, she's throwing out performance after performance, dude. Come on. And is there any question... Is there any doubt in your mind that Hank's her father? After this week, not at all. <laughs> 
not at all. I, I, I turned I as soon as uh, as soon as uh, that happened last night, I turned to Justin and said, Hank's the father. Yep. I I guarantee it. Especially with the the, the line that uh Marky Post said uh to him or something. Oh yeah, like uh just just because you didn't want it though, don't think it didn't happen or something like that. Or... Yeah, something like that. The one yeah, time yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I'm like, yeah, uh, science field delivered. But if you think about it from the big perspective of the story, it, it makes sense because he lost a kid last season, and at, maybe he'll, you know, he'll regain Lindsay. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it'll balance itself out a little bit. Right. Yeah, I can see that. That'll probably be like the uh, the ender of the season. She finds out at the very end, or the boyfriend finds out. Yeah, one of them's going to find it. He'll probably find the out. The boyfriend's before. a little bitch, though. He'll find out before anybody. Yeah. And uh, what's with the blonde guy? He's just gone. You think he's coming back? Yeah, I don't know, man. That, that was, like, really, like... Unannounced or nothing. It was just like, boom. Yeah, like him and Antonio split at like the exact same time. And they only brought in one dude to replace them both. You know what I mean? Well, I guess they brought in Burgess, but. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't like how... I, I, I don't like to see Antonio leave. Yeah. I mean, he was the show. You know what I mean? Like, he was the original Chicago cop that was on Chicago Fire. Yeah. The Chicago Hank Fire. Hank was man. the villain. <laughs> how, how good is Chicago Fire, man? Chicago Fire is good, but at the same time, like, they wrap stuff up so quick, like, the whole stuff with at the beginning of the season where Jimmy like hated Bowden lasted like half an episode. Yeah, like they, they cooked them and, and threw them off the show. And then yeah. like even the stuff with the little boy and his father seems to be wrapping up rapidly. You know what I mean? Right. I yeah, want to tell you this: the Severide episode was phenomenal. Which one was that? Of uh. The one where they thought he uh, hit and run and, and killed that person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, they, they the way they twisted it, I honestly thought it was going to be um, the doctor he was hanging out with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, so is that um, Shades of Blue, is that coming back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she has a different show that she's in and Shades of Blue? Right. And she's got this dance show that she's got coming on, too, that she's a judge on. That she Holy hell. Produced her, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Did you happen to see... um? the fuck was that show on ABC <laughs> with Juliette Lewis Secrets and Lies 
No. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. I, know I you, told you. You keep telling me. <laughs> I told you to watch it with Jordana Brewster this past season. From, I'm going to have to check it out. From the opening, like, two minutes of the show to the last two seconds of the show, and it ends on a cliffhanger. Nonstop twists, turns, plucking, make your head spin. Great fucking show. Every episode, not a dead second in all ten episodes or whatever it is. Now, is that a um, is that a first season show or a second season show? That was it's the the second season. Remember last year it was with uh, Ryan Philippe or Felipe, whatever his name. Yeah, is? yeah, yeah. And it was a different good. story. Yeah, your your boy. Okay. So it's a different story, so I can just watch season two? Yes. Okay, I might do that then because I can't stand that dude. (laughs) Has nothing to do with season one. The only thing that is the same as season one is uh, Juliette Lewis is the the main cop. Oh, okay. I'm going to go in and I'm going to ask Kate to get me all the episodes and I'm going to watch it. You won't be disappointed. I'm telling you. All right. Cool. All right. On that note. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. I got to go pack something up on eBay before I hit the head, go to bed. (laughs) He's still trying to figure out who Modoc is. (laughs) It's too late. Trying to remember if I even printed that, printing out a mailing slip uh, or a postage slip. I can't remember if I printed it or not. Um, all right, yeah. So uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our guest Nikki Lee. Thanks to um, Ed Mishke from Spiritual. Uh, I even forget the band name already. Jesus Christ. Spiritual sickness. There you go. And uh, <laughs> thanks to Kristen Burt. Thanks to Janetti. Thanks to Nick. And um, thanks to you. Stay tuned. New, new, brand spanking new website coming soon. Uh, paperwork signed, sealed, and delivered this morning, and uh, it should be done within. Uh, the, she, she said it could be done within ten days, two weeks, the latest. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there you go. And it's after eleven, so let's go to bed. Or eat or whatever you guys are going to do. Until tomorrow, everybody, stay driven. See ya.